sold my soul to the bottle Still none of my friends have left me yet I'm the same man I was since the age of 13 And I've lived my life with no regrets If you're looking for some freedom Back in the studio it's Sunday night, ten drink minimum. I'm Chris. James, James is here. Yeah, Holly is here. Hello. Hello. And we have a special guest in the studio. Hello. He. Uh, I. If, if I feel like if Howard Cosell was alive, he'd be all Matteo Cordonero. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Like thank that. you. Yeah. So you are the 145 pound champion. For the School of Hard Knocks, is that right? That is correct, sir, yes. You, you have chosen in your life to hit people in the face and get hit in the face. Uh, mainly hitting people in the face, yeah. We, trying we, not. Train, we train not to get hit so much, but hey, sometimes it, you know, uh, it happens on the job. <laughs> Man, there's, there's, there's definitely uh, people in this world who do certain jobs like extreme sports guys or people, I should say, um, professional wrestlers that know they're going to like dive off something and hurt, and then, and then MMA fighters. What is it? What, what, what possesses you to get in the ring where you're going to hit someone and they're going to hit you back? For me, honestly, I wanted to... I picked up martial arts just so I could... If I saw something ever going wrong in a situation that I didn't agree with, I wanted to be able to do something about it. Oh, wow. And... Uh, I, so I ended up picking up martial arts after I actually saw the movie Ang Bak. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I watched that quite a few times, and I was like, oh, man, I got to learn Muay Thai. That so, looks so sick. So you saw Ang Bak, and you're like, well, I could either be crazy stuntman or martial artist. <laughs> right, right, definitely. What's his name? Tony? Uh, Tony Ja. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's, yeah he's, he's nuts. He is. He's uh, an incredible athlete and martial artist, definitely. If you've never seen Ang Bak, and you, and you, the thing I love about that movie is like, they're like, Amazing stunt just happened. Oh, you, you didn't see it? We're going to show it again. Right. And then we're going to do it a third time, just so you can see how amazing that stunt was. Yeah, that movie was kind of like a highlight reel yeah. for, his, like, you know, for his career, yeah. definitely. <laughs> so you're like, I'm going to do... I'm, I, would have saw, I saw that movie, and I just went, wow, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, man, I want to do that. Like, I thought it was inspiring. Right. <laughs> when he takes out that street light. Oh, oh yeah. I'm like, wow. Right. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah, like I said, I probably saw that movie quite maybe a few too many times. Yeah. And uh, went to a gym and thought I knew a little bit about fighting, got into street fights for, before. So I went to a gym, tried to check it out. And this was back in Vallejo, California. Oh, wow. And uh, I got leg kicked for the first time and was like, oh, my, like it hurt. I could barely walk for like a week. And I was like, I need to learn how to do that. Oh, dang. <laughs> So somebody did they? Was there a little bit of a hazing thing where they were kind of like, "All right, let's see if you really want to do this." Yeah, yeah, a little bit like that. They bring you in and they, you know, definitely try to see if you're if this is uh, something you want to pursue. Wow, that's interesting, man. So, how long have you been training to be a fighter? Training, it's been six years total. Oh wow! 
Yeah, I, in high school, I wasn't really athletic, didn't do too much. I would kind of party, drink beer, smoke with my friends, yeah. you know, chase girls, do all that you know, high school stuff. And uh, like I said, I got into martial arts after that and uh, just six years ago and I've just been slowly progressing. And since I've been here in New Mexico, it's really it's taken off a lot. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, I mean, this is kind of the fight, fight state, I would say. I don't right, know. There's a lot city, of, yes. A lot. So do you fight, what do you fight out of? I fight out of uh, Perez Fighting Systems in Berlin, New Mexico. Berlin. Okay. Oh, okay. It's That's ran by um, three, uh, three coaches. Um, Coach Derek Perez, Coach Gene Perez, and uh, Coach Brittany Horton. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, they're a great group of people. I'm really, really uh, happy I've met them, and they've given me a ton of opportunities. Like Since I've been with them, I've had the opportunity to fight for the belt, win the title, and now, uh, four weeks from today, I'll be defending my title and uh Hobbs. He's going to defend his life and the title. Oh, you yeah. You really got to punch it. Do you, do you get on there like, because uh, I've noticed, funny thing about the UFC now is it's, it, it, you know, everyone took a page from way back in the day. I mean, you have the Muhammad Ali hat on. Muhammad Ali actually took a lot of his stuff from uh, pro wrestling, like Gorgeous George and all those guys. And now you're starting to see like the UFC guys start to like do this stuff, you know, where they're like, you know they'll they'll get in there and they'll call each other out. Oh, and they'll, yeah. they'll say stuff about their family, and you're just like, "What the hell?" <laughs> yeah, the call outs. I I I'll, I've called out one person before, just in the sense, um, he's actually beaten my teammate. The guy beat my teammate. Um, oh, gosh, what's his name? Do you want to say his name? Can we say his name on that? Yeah, we can, uh, Abraham Alvarez. Ooh, geez. Abraham Alvarez. Uh, he beat my teammate, Uh-oh. and my teammate had to jump up a weight class to fight him, and. He want like I said. I told everyone he's fighting 145ers who are trying to go up in weight. But I'm he. He's a Muay Thai instructor, and he thinks yeah. he knows Muay Thai. I'm ready to show Muay Thai yeah. in a fight with him. But nothing's come up yet. You get my teacher. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So you're ready to fight him? Oh yeah, yeah. Is that, that who you're that fighting could, next? No, no, that hasn't gotten matched up. I mean, I'm not trying to say like the guy's running or anything, but you know, I don't think it would be a good matchup for him. Dang. Yeah, I could say that, honestly. Okay, here we go. What's his name again? (laughs) Abraham Alvarez. Abraham Alvarez, you've heard it here. He's calling you out. Yes, my Muay Thai is way better than yours. I can guarantee that. Wow. Yes. He's all, my crouching tiger is better than your iron fist. (laughs) Yes. That's awesome. Yeah, that's the only person I've called out. Everyone else, you know, I've met... I've had respect for their gym, their coaches, yeah. their team, and I've always showed respect. But like I said, this guy fought one of my teammates. He made him jump up in weight. and Oh. Yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. He could have fought me at that weight. That's the weight yeah. I normally walk around at, but he fought one of my teammates. and yeah. It so was, you think he's ducking you? He's just like fighting around you? Yeah, yeah. He's fighting all these little guys who are jumping up weight to fight him. Yeah. But he doesn't want to. Yeah. So I, think I hope that, he hears it. And yeah. like I said, calling him out, definitely. Let's think, make it happen. I think it has to, you have to do, I mean, I, I only know what you do from like old martial arts films. So you have to go to his dojo, take the sign down, and then <laughs> shred it in half. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, nowadays I'd probably start a gym war. Oh my gosh, yeah. That's <laughs> you just take it and you crush it with your elbow, you know? Do a flying knee straight through. <laughs> that, hey, that's the classic gym rivalry there. Yeah. Is that a thing? Are there gym rivalries where you're where you're kind of like you don't you don't publicly say it, but you don't like another gym? I'm sure there is, right? There, you'd see it sometimes in other gyms and some organizations. Like you'll go to events and some promotions get treated a little better than other gyms do, oh. just to the fact that they have might have a little bit more of a a following or they have yeah. a, a um, 
more high profile fighters in bigger organizations that are in like Bellator, UFC. Oh, yeah, so if yeah. this gym goes to an event, they kind of get uh, treated a little better. And I've seen that in multiple occasions. Um, I've had a fight in uh, California where I fought a guy from Team Alpha Male. Okay. Uh, and oh, that yeah, was, yeah. Uh, you know, Uriah Faber's team, Andre Feely. Yeah. There's a lot of those guys um, in the UFC on that team. And one of their fighters came to the cage without his cup. And by their rules, if you're not wearing your cup by the time you come to the cage, the fight's disqualified, it goes DQ, that's it, oh, it's wow. over. Oh, wow. But they're a big name. They bring a lot of people. They sell a lot of tickets. They come oh. to these events. So with that being said, they let them pass. But I, I was from a smaller gym at the time, uh, Omni Movement out of Richmond, California. And uh, I, we, we talked about it afterwards. If they allowed me to do that, that fight would have been DQ'd. They would have yeah. canceled it so quick. What, oh, wow. But why would you even go to a fight without a cup? Right. That seems dangerous. Oh, right. Yeah. I, he might have been a little nervous going into the cage, forgot it. Oh, wow. Oh. Did he lose? <laughs> no, no. He ended up getting, uh, finished me in the first round. It was, uh, oh, wow. it was a good fight. I kept bringing it, but he ended up cornering me and just throwing a lot of combinations and, and ended up getting a TKO stoppage. How, oh, on you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. so this was on you? Yeah. So how many fights have you had? Total, uh, my Muay Thai fights has been a total of six, and my MMA fights have been four. What's the difference in, I mean, the Muay Thai? Is it just, I mean, it's just... Muay Thai is all stand-up. Yeah. It's going to be knees, elbows, kicks, and uh, clenching. While the MMA, you know, you have uh, all the grappling involved, the chokes and stuff. And with the Muay Thai, if someone gets knocked down, the ref comes in, stands that person back up, and then they continue. So there's like break periods if someone does end up oh, getting okay. to the ground. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. So it's all stand-up. Yeah. yeah. It's and, really, uh, really stand-up. I read a book... I read a book once. No, it's called uh, The Fighter's Heart. Have you ever read this? I can't think of what the guy's name is. That, I so haven't read it. It's a, it's a guy who he decided he wanted to try to just kind of go do... Let me see if I can um, find out who wrote that. I don't want to... Um, Fighter's Heart, One Man's Journey Through the uh, World of Fighting. And uh, this guy, he goes and trains like in... Where they do Muay Thai, where is that? It's uh, he like actually go goes to, to Thailand, Thailand, yeah, Thailand. and he's in a in a monastery, and like they're like one of the things is like he's like I never ever want to meditate again in my entire fucking life because they made him like meditate for like seven weeks straight. Wow! Without like they could, they could take bathroom breaks and they could eat and they could sleep, and other than that they had to meditate. He was like he was like I've replayed my entire life through my head completely, but. One of his things was he's, he trained to be a Muay Thai fighter, and he said a lot of the times everyone kind of knows all the same things. It's just whether you are in better shape than the other fighter. You know, whoever runs out of gas and then, you know, gets the hell kicked out because once you run out of gas and you can't fight, they just, right. you get the, you know, over there, you just get worked really bad. Right. So that was pretty interesting. And then he, they ended up, he ended up fighting a, a Japanese guy who I guess was part of the Yakuza, and that guy wasn't in the shape he was in and he beat the crap out of that guy wow. in his first fight. <laughs> I was like, wow, wow, that's pretty cool. Wow. But yeah, it's an interesting, it was an interesting book, you know. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Definitely trying to get to Thailand at some point. Yeah. That'd be awesome too. And he would say like if uh, you, you were going to go to the bathroom and there was like ants on the toilet, you had to kind of, because you know, they're all Buddhist, so they, you have to kind of like scoop them away without killing them, you know. Oh, wow. Move them. Wow. It, it was pretty interesting, yeah. Go away little ants. Yeah. I'm trying to poo here. <laughs> What's the guy's name? Sam Sheridan. Yeah, yeah, because he he went to Australia, then he went to to Thailand, and he 
study to be, you know, just because he wanted to see what it was like. Then he came over here and he, he fought with, I can't remember which gym, but learned Brazilian jiu-jitsu as well. And I'm just like, dang. <laughs> just because he's like, I just want to see what it's like and write a oh, book wow. about it. So, wow. definitely cool. Yeah. So, where did, where did you, where did you learn, learn Muay Thai fighting at? I learned it in uh, Vallejo, California. <clears throat> through uh, Panther Muay Thai under Dino Pactagon. I like that name, Panther. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was um, a student of one of the original Fairtex team teachers from Thailand. Yeah. So th- they came from Thailand, opened a gym, Fairtex in ca- uh, San Francisco, California, and my coach Dino was one of the students from them, and he ended up earning the uh, United States Muay Thai Federation title. He uh, won it three times when he was still fighting Muay Thai as a pro. And then he retired for a bit, got into MMA, and then started teaching. And that's when I ended up picking it up from him. So um, oh, wow. the Muay Thai that he teaches, it's like spot on, like from Thailand style, like really. We're kicking like tires and Oh, yeah, yeah. Poles. We blast tires. Yeah, wow. My shins are pretty, uh, pretty solid. Your shins are pretty, wow. pretty smashed up? Um, not they used to be. They used yeah. to be pretty dented up. But now at the gym, like when I spar with my teammates and stuff, yeah. I'll, I'll check a kick and they're always like, oh, my shins and stuff. Yeah. Oh. But, you know, it happens. I've just built it up over time. Can you stick your leg out and someone just shatter a bat over it? Like I haven't tried, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure I could probably kick through a bat. Oh, dang. Oh, wow. By uh. dented up, you mean like actual dents? Because yeah. I played soccer for six years and I have like dents in my shins. Like on my shin, there's a spot where I constantly kick and the bones like calloused like if you feel it, it's, there's like a, it's like a, an edge to it. It like rolls over. So there'd be like a straight line. And then where I kick all the time, there's like this, like I this. Kn- I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> so I guess, yeah, footballers and. Yeah, no, a lot of, uh, a lot of Muay Thai fighters are former soccer players and they have solid kicks. I bet. Stepping oh, right wow. in and they, yeah, they're good. They're, their kicks are solid. Like yeah. one of the top uh, UFC fighters, Jose Aldo, he's yeah. a former oh, soccer Jesus. player and yeah. his kicks are he's, insane. I, oh, God. I just remember watching when Pride was a, was a big thing. Did you get to watch a lot of Pride fighting back then? <laughs> Not too much. There but was, I, you know, there, when Krokop was a was, uh, was, was big deal back then. Uh, he would he would kick people like in the in the side, and then and then he would back up and they would like go down and grab right. their side and then some of them would just tap out. Yeah, Krokop's kicks were some of the nastiest round kicks, especially yeah. since he was a southpaw. They would always go to the liver. Yeah, oh, yeah. He would and, and you would see him kick them, and you're just like, oh god, that was d- just disgusting. Like right. you know, you're like that that melted some of that dude's insides. There's there's <laughs> highlights where he kicks people. In the leg, and they just like buckle down, right? You know, that's crazy. Yeah, you see highlights with him, and they have the late reaction yeah. knockouts. They'll stand yeah. there. Oh yeah, where they stand there for a second, and they just go down to the ground and like start tapping, because they're just like, oh god, whatever just happens, not good. <laughs> yeah, those were those were those were the good old days. Yeah, the soccer kicks to the head. Oh man, oh yeah, bad too. Yeah, they did. They allowed people to. Yeah, if you went down on the ground and you weren't tapping, they you they, you could get kicked in the head. What? Was, yeah. Pride fighting was, it was That's pretty, it was, it was a different world. <laughs> Shogun Hua would do that stuff too, oh, man. He would man. soccer kick people in the head while they're on the ground. Yeah, Shogun, Vanderlei, all those monsters. Slowly, Gosh, yeah. those guys were animals. And you'd see like the dude, their, their, their thighs. And their thighs were like as wide as my body. They were just thick, yeah. thick legs. And you're just like, oh. Yeah, getting God. stomped by tree trunks. Just. Yeah. 
So who is like so other than Tony Jai, who's like somebody that you've like f- tried to follow their career, kind of like Carlos Condit. Carlos Condit. Ooh, yeah, I'm a fun. really big fan of Carlos Condit. He does he does a podcast with a friend of ours. No way. In Albuquerque, yeah, he does a, a podcast with Iz, who owns the shop over uh, in uh, Knob Hill. Wow. They do a podcast together. Yeah, because I guess they're friends growing up. That's so. what's up. Yeah. yeah, I've been watching him since WEC days. Yeah. Like, oh back yeah, at, yeah. He's been on. Well, talking about Jose Aldo. Yeah, the WEC. Yeah. And then what was the what's the one guy's name? He's like straight up looks like he's from California and he's from California. Oh, Uriah Faber. Uriah right? Faber. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. exactly what that means. I have a huge crush on Uriah Faber, not going to lie. Like there's nothing about that guy that you like you, you, they, I don't even know if his nickname the California they should call him the California kid because he looks just like <laughs> yeah. the stereotypical like Yeah, he does. Until totally. he, like, he shaved then he shaved his hair off then he didn't but <laughs> So that's pretty cool. So so how many wins and how many losses have you had? With my MMA yeah. fight, it's been one win with three losses. The okay. last what one was uh, July twenty first. Yeah, and I fought at a heavier weight class, one sixty five. So um, I'm going back to my original weight class, one fifty five, and then, like I said, in two weeks or four weeks, going to go back to forty five to defend so, the belt. You know, when yeah. you go like, you, like, so you're just kind of shooting for the moon. You're just like jumping up there, like I just want to fight. Yeah, yeah. Like if they're like I said, if someone's available to fight and we can make it happen, yeah. definitely. As long as it's a comfortable weight, I'm not going to yeah. jump up to 190 or 200 to oh, fight no. these big, massive monsters. Because <laughs> I've seen some guys they're at 200 pounds, they're like six eight, you know, and they're Jesus. cutting down from 230 pounds. And if I'm going up, well, oh yeah, it's <laughs> Lesnar, like Brock Lesnar, him and uh, whenever God was it Heath. Uh, I want to say Heath Herring. Was that yeah, it? Heath yeah. Herring. They were both 290. Oh, my God. And they would drop down to 265 to fight. Right. And I'm like, good God, man. That is a hell of a, you know, hell of a jump down. Because 265 is the cutoff. Right. For the super heavyweight. you know, Or uh, super heavyweight's 265 and above, but there isn't a division. Right, in UFC. So. so heavyweight caps at 265. So both those guys would... Would would fight at that level, and then Heath Herring. I think I think he was the one that they'd have to cut his gloves off after the fight because his hands would be too swollen to, right. to actually pull what? the gloves off. Yeah, yeah, those got massive guys. Those guys are huge. Yeah. So <laughs> so when you when you jump up to do that, and I mean, you know, you said you have three losses. How does that? How devastating is that when you lose? Is it one of those things where it's like, oh, my first loss was. Oh man, that one was probably one of the worst just to the due to the fact it was to a split decision oh. and they awarded me the the win okay. they awarded us they awarded me the win gave it to the blue corner we were leaving the cage and they're like oh nope sorry come on back hold on we messed up the scorecard oh my gosh. come back and then they awarded it to my opponent so that was probably that one stung what? the worst but then everything else i'm like it, they've been really tough opponents yeah. they have been but that first one I, that was pro- probably the worst loss because Getting awarded a win and then getting it taken from you. Yeah. But well, then I assume like if you're if you're like gonna fight someone and you're like, man, I'm really you know amping up to train this. To, this guy's tough, and I'm gonna. And then you you know you barely lose. That there's there's a kind of a measuring stick on that where you're kind of like, okay, you know, now I kind of know where I am and right. where I need to go from that point. I and mean, is that how you feel about that when that happens? Um, and uh, it I did. I had a really big chip on my shoulder. Oh. And after that fight. And I kind of carried it in to my next couple fights, even my Muay Thai fights. I was trying to, I had a chip. I wanted to prove something to myself, to everyone. And after those two losses, the last MMA loss and then the last Muay Thai loss, um, in California, I took another fight 
in um, August of last year, uh, Muay Thai fight, and we were actually, my wife and I were uh, living in an RV. We, oh, dang. We quit our jobs, we sold all our stuff, we bought an RV, and we were traveling in the RV, and I ended up taking this fight, and just the way my mind was, where I was, like, mentally, not working with all, like, in these, with, just not working at these, like, these com- with these companies that didn't really care about mm. my personal well-being and just kind of finding myself, it really helped me discover and calm myself down and that yeah. chip off that, I didn't really have the chip on my shoulder so much and I just went in to do my thing. That fight went in, performed super well, um, ended up getting the championship PKB, which oh. is a point kickboxing uh, medal, and then came to New Mexico and started training with the Perez Fighting System yeah. guys. They took me out to my fight here at Fit and HB okay. and uh, did a Muay Thai fight, won that fight. Then we did, offered me a the title fight for MMA, went out to Hobbs to fight that guy, oh, won Hob- that fight. What yeah. do you, you think of Hobbs? Hobbs, it was, uh, <laughs> Hobbs, it was pretty desolate. And, and it's a rough-ass yeah. area. Rough. Like, for a little town, it's pretty rough. Like I, I'm from that area. Oh, no way. Not Hobbs, but I'm from eastern New Mexico. And uh, Hobbs has Hobbs and Roswell have the reputation of just being like, you know, towns you don't want to go in and mess around. And, you know, you might get shot. You know, no way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah totally. We, we yeah we stayed at the convention center and just uh, oh no it was the La Sierra Club yeah. that's where we were and then just the hotel so we didn't really go outside too much of that area. I mean, we went to Jimmy John's, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> they deliver. You don't even have to go there. They'll bring it to you. <laughs> right. You know, we're in the RV. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. So that, yeah, so that's where you won the title. Yeah, that's you, where you, I won you the You stroll in with a big old belt over here. It's nice. Um, then, how did that feel winning a belt? That was incredible. Because yeah. it was, the um, for me, just the, an MMA win was awesome. It's amazing. Um Finishing on top, throwing elbows, throwing knees, doing the full grappling, feeling like a full, complete martial artist in that fight, and then getting taken on my back the yeah. first two rounds, and then coming back with the reverse in the third, and just smashing the guy to win. Like it was an awesome victory. I was really happy with that performance. Very nice. Yeah, yeah, I was really happy. Have with you, that. So, have you? Have you? Do you do a lot of jujitsu or anything? Any of the ground stuff? Are you? Yeah, my coaches are like crazy good at wrestling, and they yeah. push the pace when we go to the ground. I. When we first got here, like I said, from California, um, <laughs> I wasn't used to the elevation. Oh, yeah. So when I was wrestling and grappling with all my coaches and everything, uh, I was getting destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's different. It, it, it helps. Oh, man. I think that's why so many people come here to, to train. Yeah. It's because it's just it's that, you know, you're going to be in better shape. Oh, yeah. I mean, in the UFC, you don't see any of the Jackson Wink fighters. They don't, they don't gas. Yeah, I can't imagine that. Whereas for us, it's just an annoyance. We get right. on the sea right. level, and we're like, I can't get drunk. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that ha- bullshit. Why don't I need to sleep anymore? <laughs> right. <laughs> right? I get down there, and I'm like, yeah, because I've been on the sea. Like, I went to visit my friends in uh, Washington State, and there's sea level. And we'd go out to drink, and I'm like, on my 10th beer, and I'm just like, <laughs> oh. I know. Just gotta pee, Just gotta keep going to the bathroom, huh? That's about yeah. it. Yeah. And, then, and then finally, I'm like, "This is too expensive. I'll just go to the whiskey." And then, then, it, then it was downhill from there. So. <laughs> I know. Every time I've done comedy somewhere where the elevation is lower or whatever, I have the hardest time just getting my little buzz to do comedy. 
and then and then it like you said it's downhill from there yeah because i hit always the, you, you hit that line and you're like <laughs> <laughs> it's downhill just give me a pint of whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> I'll start from there. Wow. <laughs> That's what I should do. Yeah. So when you're training, do you do, you do a lot of like uh, ma- ma- mountain runs and stuff like that? Yeah, we do a hill run in Berlin where we run up to the Mesa. It's an all uphill run. It's about three to four miles, about a good 45-minute run. Um, we do grappling. We train with other gyms. Sometimes we do come to That's fit. pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. With, when we do the training here in Albuquerque with Fit and uh, HB, mm-hmm. it's usually pretty cool. I got to meet uh, Nico Montano. Okay. The, uh, the that's 20, pretty cool. Yeah, the uh, strawweight champ. Yeah. Uh, that's so weird. There's like strawweight and there's like, what's the smallest one? Is it, is it flyweight? Atomweight. That's uh, Invicta. That's, I have not even heard of that. Uh, I think it's 105. Jeez Louise. Oh, wow. Because they have atom weight and straw weight, which is 115. I, the last one I saw was when they added flyweight. I haven't, I haven't got to watch a lot lately because they've they moved – like UFC moved all their stuff to like Fox Sports. And now they've signed a contract with ESPN, so now there's going to be more stuff I'll be able to see. But there was a while there. But I, I will say this. I am excited about the fight coming up with McGregor and uh, – Habib. Habib. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm pretty that, excited for that. Who 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 do you think is going to win this fight? I think if it, I think honestly, Habib has that the, oh, the chance no. to win this oh, fight. No. I I do. Oh god, Mc, McGregor's dope. He's really talented. He has confidence in his skills, and he has a, a really explosive power in that left hand. But he's going to be on his heels, man. Yeah. That dude never stops coming. Right? Oh, no, I'm a huge McGregor fan. Like unbelievable so it hurts me to hear that but so I, have you seen I, mean, that guy, I believe you but have you seen cool. that other guy fight he's the, one of the scariest fighters i've ever seen in my entire life he fights like he fights like a i don't know he never stops like he doesn't like to he doesn't like to back up to take a break he just keeps going 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 oh, yeah, he's God. like yeah. a tank he just yeah. keeps pushing forward grinding yeah 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 he's uh he's, beast i've and never it, seen anything like it i was like i watched him fight and i was just like oh my god this guy's he, and he's just like swarming like he, he oh. just you know, every limb is is going at all times right, right? yeah that guy's in, so i don't know we'll see yeah we will see it should I'm be excited. an entertaining fight i'm actually gonna watch that one so you know and it's pretty pretty interesting because we do have like when when carlos won the title I thought that was pretty cool that, you know, Albuquerque, they put up that billboard for him. Oh, there was like yeah. a couple of them, I think. And then when Holly won, uh, I went out and they had the big thing in the, the parade in the Civic Plaza. They had a big Man. thing for her. That was pretty cool. So I, I like how Albuquerque is pretty much, we're like, you're a fighter from here. We're going to, and you win. We're going to, you're going to get a, a parade. <laughs> Which, yeah. You know, we have Johnny Tapia and he seems to be, he seemed to be able never to do any wrong. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> we were driving down mountain the other day, and there's a huge, huge like painting of him, and I was just like, "What the hell?" <laughs> and if you go to the uh, the Day of the Dead parade, they always have like a, a float that's done up like a ring, and then it has like a stand up of him in the ring. Man, no, I haven't oh, been yeah. to that. Oh yeah, the Day yeah. of the Dead parade. Dia de los Muertos. Yeah. Dia de los Muertos. Yeah, the Marigold parade. So I'm always like, man. It is so weird because like when he fought, I remember I was a kid. He fought Danny Romero. And it was like the Battle of New Mexico, right? It was on HBO. And both both men, Hispanic, both from Albuquerque. 
and nobody was for Danny Romero, and I never understood it. I was like, why is everybody, why is everybody booing him? Well, Danny Romero was the rich kid. You know, he was the rich kid from the rich part of town, and Johnny Tapia is like the poor underdog from, you know, South Valley. Right, and right. That's Albuquerque. They're like, Psh, you, you've done well for yourself. No. <laughs> you know, no, sir. No. You grew up with privilege. <laughs> no, but you're right. Out here, they celebrate their fighters. Oh, man. Yeah. It's a lot of love. Yeah. Definitely a lot of love. It's pretty cool. It Even is. if you're not from here, but you fight out of here. You know, fighting out of Albuquerque, everybody's like, woo! Right. They go crazy. You know? When Holly Holm won, I was doing a comedy show, which I thought, why are we doing a comedy show tonight in Albuquerque, New Mexico, when right. Holly Holm is fighting? And uh, I was actually on stage when she won. No way. And I was downtown in Albuquerque, and I swear you could just hear the whole city. You could, you could hear the cars just. getting lit on fire. <laughs> I was like, and I don't care about comedy anymore. Cool. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All of downtown. Did you hear the looting? It just exploded in yeah. this energy. <sighs> Nobody was paying attention to me yeah. at all. That's pretty cool. But I was pretty excited about it, so it was fine. So this next event's King of the Cage. Yes, sir. And it's where, where is it at? It's going to be at the Sky UTE Casino in Ignacio, Colorado. Oh, oh wow. Okay. That's Wow, okay. So that so it's going to be televised. Yes, too. it will be televised. And, oh, uh, and I have hey, some preview. flyers for you guys. I just, oh. just let me grab them from my bag. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we we, we take a break here in about thirty minutes. If you want oh, to yeah, yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. So it's going to be where, where will people be able to find the the fights? Um, you know? uh, honestly, I will have to double check on that. I there's multiple. There's multiple uh, subscriptions, it looks like, that they were oh. saying on King of the Cage's uh, information on the fights. Like, I think they're going to be on, for satellite, it's like another channel. For DirecTV, it's this channel. Oh, for Verizon, oh, wow. it's this channel. Is it, is it pay-per-view? Um, it looked like it was going to be through Axis TV. Oh, okay. So, I don't know what that know. means. <laughs> King of the Cage, let's see. So are you listed as one of the fighters for King of the Cage? They the don't list? have me on the list. This because I think it's just because it's my first time fighting for their oh. organization. Sky Sky Ute Casino, September first. Is that the right one? Yes, sir. Ignacio, Cal- yeah, Colorado. Interesting. Oh yeah, because they show all the upcoming fights on there. So when you have a big fight like this coming up, do you have like certain things that you do to prepare for it? Like, do you get nervous? Do you? How yeah. do you handle all do you have any that rituals? stuff? Yeah, yeah, rituals. That's uh, the word. Usually, my wife gives me a, a nice back massage before the fights, Aww. which is always awesome and helps out, helps relieve a lot of tension. And then, uh, usually, it's about like the foods afterwards. When I'm done fighting, I'm pretty excited to eat. <laughs> so oh, that's like really motivating. <laughs> the fight, it, it's a great way where I get to just kind of showcase off all the hard work, like. Um, I've learned through multiple, I guess you could say losses, um, that if you let your nerves get the best of you when you go out there, you can't perform. And if you can't perform, you're just going to get punched in the face and beat up. So Your nerves nerves can wear you out, too. Oh, yeah, Yeah. they definitely can. So it's easier to just like, why not give it everything? Why not give it your all, put it all on the line? Because otherwise, yeah, you're going to get beat up by someone who's doing the exact same thing you're trying to do to them. And and as fighters, man, the the amount of damage we've been trained to inflict on each other is like... Do you train to take damage? 
Yeah, we do. We do when we spar. We learn how to, you know, take punches and take kicks yeah. and endure and I always wonder that, yeah. Because, like, because uh, what was his name? Chuck Liddell. Like, you know, he always had, he was always a strong fighter, didn't really go down. And then it seemed like as soon as someone knocked him out, it was like every time he got in the ring, he got knocked out. And I just wondered if there was, like, some reason why that happens. I think you have only so many knockouts. Yeah. In, uh, like, your brain can only take so many knockouts yeah. like that. And a lot of people go probably a 90 to 100% in the gym. Yeah. And they get into these real fights, which mm-hmm. you could be saving that for a real cage fight, something that you can show, you know, something yeah. you're going to get paid for, something that you can really have a... Um, if you're going to get that injured, you want to have something to show for it or at least be able to showcase mm-hmm. on a scale like that you can take that damage or take punches. But when you do that in the gym, it's... It doesn't hurt it. It only hurts you. Um, you know, sometimes there's resentment between teammates at the end. So, I mean, I think with Chuck Liddell, he probably was getting into way too often um, hard sparring matches in his gym. Okay. Mm. Interesting. And, I was um, wondering that because I was like, man, he was like, you couldn't knock him down. Then all of a sudden, Rashad Evans popped him and he like went down like a rag doll. And then every single fight after that, it was like. They hit him and boom, he went down. Yeah, Rich Franklin punched him with a broken arm and he went down, knocked mm-hmm. him out. And I was like, man. Yeah. As a person who's uh, had, I don't know, about 10 concussions, uh, <laughs> yeah, after the first one, you lose, like, like you, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, what makes you, It becomes it easier. Does, yeah, it doesn't make you stronger. No. It's not like something you build up like a bone or anything. It becomes, <laughs> it becomes easier. Yeah. Uh, I always felt really bad for Rich Franklin because he was the champ in that division, and then and then until Anderson Silva decided to put his nose sideways, and then he could defeat every single person in that division except Anderson Silva, who would just destroy him. Yes, he could not solve that puzzle. No, oh, him and him and you know everyone, everyone else. <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing if he, if he could have stayed in his prime. He was one of the greatest fighters I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh yeah. He uh when he fought Forrest Griffin, at that moment, like they and everybody would cry that he would like, you know, he would he would goof around too much. And when f- they finally were like, Well, you, you know, we we're gonna send Forrest Griffin after you, we'll see if he how you like that. And and it was like, Okay. And then you're like, Anderson Silva fights in the Matrix. Yeah. Like, he, he has like that like you watch the Spider Man movies, you know, they show like what Spider Man sees and it's all in slow motion. That's what he would see. Because Forrest Griffin throw, threw a barrage at him, and he's like got his hands down, and he's just like moving out of the way barely, you know, right. and then just goes and wins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah no, Anderson uh, Silva is. Yeah, we were we watched him for a long oh time. Oh gosh, yeah, he's a that guy's a superstar, oh, just ridiculous. And then and then you're like, man, that's the scariest guy I ever saw fight. Then he gets up there to talk, and he's all. Uh, like, what the hell? What kind of voice is that? I would never make fun of it, though. Right. Just, hey, just stating facts, right? Just stating facts. Sounds that, that way. Right? Interesting that he talked that way. Please don't come from Brazil and beat me senseless. Yeah, there's a lot of fighters who I'll see. I'm like, oh, yeah, you would expect him to have a, a different mm-hmm. voice. And you're like, oh, man, take a step back. Right. Surprising. He was he was scary, man. And then now that's how I feel about that 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 Habib guy. I'm like, jeez. And he's Russian too, so you know, you always feel like they've they've grown up in like the 
the, the snow winter and you know you watch Russian dash cam videos and you're like those people are just tough you know? oh, like, <laughs> they spend all their time wrestling bears mm. I don't know Irish people are kind of tough too Irish people are kind of tough too not gonna lie like I feel way. like that's why I have like this huge attraction to McGregor he's just got that like scrappy Irishman thing going on that's pretty interesting you know, oh, I, I'm with you I mean, I, I like I like McGregor, and I, I like, like his story. I like the fact that he's like, "Screw it, I'm gonna go fight uh, <laughs> what's his face." So uh, can probably Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, that was uh, business. right. No, that was brilliant. That was brilliant way to make money. He does never really have to fight again after that fight. No, I don't think yeah. he made a lot of money on that. And fight. then he said his uh, he opened his own whiskey company. Is that yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he just posted a picture of him today in like a dress shirt with a tie and an apron, and he's like, "Oh, just working at my distillery." Wow. Like, hey, and that's that that deserves respect because there's all these celebrities who are like, we made our own vodka. It's like, okay, yeah, but he Vod- actually works in there. Vodka is something <laughs> you just distill it a bunch of times. There's not like, there's not like you're not flavoring. You're not do- right. I'm sorry, you know, Jay Z's got a vodka. Dan Aykroyd's got a vodka. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not impressed by that. Right. <laughs> cool. You know how to make potatoes into you know, liquid. <laughs> The easiest of all liquors yeah. to distill. Yeah, Look, give me a celebrity moonshine, you know? That's what I'm talking about. There you go. About. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, like some NASCAR guy has a moonshine. <laughs> You're like, what the? Man, that seems pretty about good. right. Yeah. That's fair enough, you know? That's fair. I fair see enough, where that came from. Makes sense. <laughs> Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s moonshine. <laughs> moonshine. Don't drink and drive. <laughs> flavored with my own spit. Don't, don't, yeah. don't worry about drinking and driving because if you take a drink of this, you won't be able to walk. <laughs> you probably won't be able to see. Oh man! Yeah. yeah uh, you, do you like when you're not training? Do you ever drink? Like, do you ever have alcohol? Yes, I do. What's your What's your poison? Oh my god, whiskey! Oh so, whiskey! I'm a big fan too. of whiskey. Have you had any of these over the counter moonshines that they make now? Mm. I have had, but a few years back, can't. Or have Remember you had real it? moonshine? I've had real moonshine, and that yeah. stuff's great. Apple, yeah. um, it was like apple pie moonshine. Oh, yeah. That's just oh that my stuff's gosh, amazing. homemade yeah. stuff. And it's like, it, like I, I've had the over-the-counter stuff, and you know, when you take a swig of it at first, you're like, this isn't really that crazy, and then you kind of get that 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 I don't know the warm gas up your you, know, you get the warm feeling, but then it comes up through your nostrils, and the you're sinuses, like, ah, right? Mm-hmm. Shit, that burns. It's like, all right. The ethanol, <laughs> yeah. the ethanol comes out yeah, up into your nostrils. Like, shit. All right, then. Can I haven't I had the. I, I have had the real stuff because I was, I was at an underground bluegrass festival because I live a weird lifestyle. Dude, bluegrass and, is awesome. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'd get down to music every every type. Bluegrass. Oh man. Oh, we'll tell you about it after the we we go to one every year. But yeah, awesome. Yeah. It's in the same place. Yeah, we have a big camp there. That's yeah. dope. I bartend usually yeah. two yeah. days straight. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I know where to go. We usually have yeah, we usually have a camp with bar, you know, like full bar kegs. <laughs> so, yeah, that's we're awesome. wild. We're animals. So but, sorry um, to interrupt a no, okay. story. And someone walked. I was up standing in front of the stage, and someone walked up and I'm like, "Here, take a rip off this." And I was like, "All oh, right, on." I took one and it just burned. I felt my <laughs> esophagus the entire way down. <laughs> I was like, "Was that moonshine?" He goes, "Yep." All right. <laughs> Gasoline. Uncle made it in his bathtub, didn't he? <laughs> nah, it's, that's what's funny, though. So he makes, I didn't know he made his own whiskey. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 
Matt, but I mean, he is Irish. I mean, that's he you is know, Irish. I feel like that's one of the things that they they go into the family business. They just go right into whiskey making. Yeah, right. Absolutely. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do if I ever get famous. Especially him whiskey. being an Irishman. You know, they're going to buy it in Ireland. They're going to oh. love. They're going to buy the oh, oh yeah, yeah. boatloads. Well, and well, especially like with how much they respect and love him too. I'm sure it's going to become like the national whiskey of Ireland. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? His story is just so amazing. Well, so. I mean, what do you call it? McGregor. Gregor's whiskey. I mean, how much does that not sound like a regular? <laughs> when you take a swig of McGregor's, <laughs> no, sounds fast. Okay, <laughs> probably have a clover at the bottom. Yeah, maybe. right. <laughs> That's true. I mean, every yeah, he does he, any of the Irish name though. If it says, you know, like I don't know, O'Leary's whiskey, you're like, hmm, yeah, sounds 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 legit. Sounds yeah. good. I'll drink it. That's why I think it's hilarious because my last name is Burnett, and there's a Burnett's vodka, and people uh, that, people have asked me like, "Is that your family?" I go, "No," <laughs> I, and if it wasn't, I wouldn't. I would say no as well because that's that's some real trash crap. <laughs> Not some real vodka. trash. No, or gin. I think I had the cotton candy one one day, which just stop with that. Oh, don't oh, do that. Just stop with all those. Cotton candy's just. Flavored after sugar. Right. Yeah. It's just <laughs> it's simple a, syrup. It's not even a real flavor. It's not even a real flavor. What is this? Vodka and sugar. <laughs> I mean, cotton candy. Cotton candy. We put some pink um, food coloring in it. That's just terrible. I did make a cocktail once with cotton candy, like on the glass. But again, it was just vodka and sugar. Did you ever see that meme where the. The raccoon was. They put cotton candy out, and the raccoon yes. dropped it in the water, and it just dissolves, and it's all. He's very what confused. The shit? <laughs> He's like a little pissed about it. That I, just, I don't know. I just like that one. That's See, one of my favorites. I'm only jealous of that because I didn't think of it first. That is hilarious. It's hilarious. Oh, ha ha! Like, trash uh, panda. <laughs> I love raccoons. They're my so favorite. You, so you're gonna fight, and then you're gonna fight three weeks later. Yes. Is that enough time to recuperate? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I've seen where, like, UFC people where they're, like, they fight, and a week later they let them fight again, which I thought was not good. Yeah, yeah this uh, this fight, I'm hoping to get a first-round finish, go in there, just take this guy out, and get ready for this next fight. Oh, dang. That's, oh, that's wow. the whole point, is going in there and just making a statement that I'm yeah. the champ, 155, 145. Have you, ever, we... have you ever tapped someone out? Um, Not in any of my matches, no. Oh. So... That's the goal for this one. Either yeah. tap, knock out, or get this guy to just quit from yeah. just grinding him into the mat. Just get him to quit from your stare down. <laughs> and uh, I actually just saw a boxing match that happened, not I think maybe two nights ago, where really? two guys got into the ring, heavyweights, and one guy just steps out of the ring, walks out, walks out. The entire... Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. It was like a big thing for premier boxing. I was Everyone was shocked to see it. I, I've never to, seen to anything like career, it. To end his career, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. I didn't know... Do you remember Tommy the Duke Morrison? He's the guy who was in Rocky Five, I think. He's John. He was John Wayne's like nephew. But if you ever saw Rocky Five, he was in that. He was in that movie, and he was the villain. Okay. And uh, they called him Tommy the Machine Gun and that. But anyway, he. Uh, I was watching the thing about he died of AIDS. Like he got AIDS and he died. Um, but he he was fighting, or he was supposed to fight some guy, and I don't know if the guy got injured or just decided he didn't want to fight so they got a guy out of the crowd 
they, they I've heard stories about yeah. this in what? casinos. Yeah, yeah, they do this. And he fought that guy, and the guy he lasted a long time. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So they just get a guy out he of the crowd. He wasn't just a guy in the crowd. He was a professional fighter. Oh, okay. But he wasn't ready to fight. Oh, right. And there, yeah. But he was there. And he just fought. They found out he was in the arena, and they found they asked him. They said, "Hey, wow. <laughs> do you want to fight tonight?" You know. So, so this is like that's the crazy. We- the weird equivalent of is there a doctor on the plane? Yeah. <laughs> right. Is there a fighter in the house? Is there a boxer in the house? My coaches have told me a story about that happening at a casino. I don't. I think it was in maybe in Gallup, or right outside of uh, somewhere here in New Mexico. They went to a casino, and there was an event, and one of these. It was a female fight card two girls were gonna fight one of the girls didn't show up to the fight so they walked around the casino and they were asking people about who wants to take this fight and i guess there was this native american lady who happened to be pretty <laughs> intoxicated Fucking and she decided to take the fight so they got her to sign the contracts they got her to um wrap up get her gloves on and everything she saw the other girl who she was gonna fight <laughs> they were warming up hitting pads and i guess by that time she sobered up pretty well and was like, I don't want to do this anymore. And they were, they told her, you signed the contract. You're yeah. going to step in there. So they made it happen. And yeah, wow. she didn't last the first round. Oh, no, man. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. So Ooh. the guy's name was. That's one hell of a hangover, I bet. <laughs> you know oh, yeah. what I mean? Oh, man. That'd be scary the next morning. <laughs> the, the fighter's name was Tim Tomaszek. And he was a flabby mullet-haired club fighter from. Whiting, Indiana. This is from uh, the sport, Sporting Intelligence. He's the guy that fought Tommy Morrison for $2,500. Wow. I was like, shit, fuck that. <laughs> Would you get in the ring for the ch- with the champ for $2,500 tonight? Fuck, no. I mean, I guess it would depend how desperate I was. Half a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in the neurosur- neurosurgery ward more than once. It's yeah. not yeah. worth it. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. How long does it take you to recover from a fight? Um, my last fight, a knuckle actually got into my eye, which cut my eyeball right down here and then left a scar right on the side of my eyelid. And that took about two weeks to heal just alone. And then the fight before that with the title fight, I maybe had a scratch across my nose. Oh, damn. So it, it, sometimes it depends. And that fight was a lot longer, uh, the title fight with, um, it just, I guess it just depends on how bad you get beat up. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, you know, some injuries are worse. I've had uh, certain fights where my legs, the next two days, I couldn't walk just because we were kicking each other for so, like, oh, it, damn. shin oh, kicks wow. and shin kicks. And, yeah, you're just... How, how, oh, go sorry. Go ahead. How worried does your wife get? Um, she, she trusts me pretty well now at this point. I'm sure in the beginning through the videos I would hear because she would record and I'd hear like, oh, Mateo, you know, and then the round would end and you would hear, oh my gosh, I was a bit nervous for that one. <laughs> so, yeah, so she used to be a little nervous. Now, not so much because she sees how hard I train and the people I train with and how good our team uh, community is. Yeah. So it makes, I think it eases her mind knowing that I can take care of myself. Has she seen there. the movie Kickboxer though? Right. Yeah. Don't watch that one. Don't don't watch that one. Don't watch that one. That's the good one. Yeah, damn. It depends on which character you are. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely trying to go with the long-haired Mongolian. (laughs) (laughs) That was was a good one, though, because I I think of the Muay Thai. I heard they're remaking that one, or they remade that one. I don't know. Yeah, I heard they are Or Van Damme was like the trainer now. Oh, gosh. 
It's like all these oh. movie remakes. They need to just stay with creative <laughs> yeah. original yeah, just ideas. Make, just make new karate films. <laughs> yeah, something different. Gosh, that's pretty funny. Like the raid. That was awesome. That was a great film. That was yeah. awesome. I loved watching I didn't, that. I didn't see the second one, but the first one is amazing. Yeah. Second one, I highly recommend. Probably it, just as it? good as the first. Okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. I'll watch it. Yeah. The Raid 2? Electric Boogaloo? You never seen The Raid? It's an mm-hmm. Indonesian uh, action film. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It's an uh, Indonesian it's, it's, martial it's art. It's kind of like the. It's funny because like the first one came out around the same time as the Judge as Dread came out. And a lot of people like, and a lot of people thought that like one stole from the other, but they were actually being made at the same time, which was really crazy. So the raid is uh, where they're like a SWAT team, and they're going to bust this like building, this drug dealer's like building, and the the one guy like has to fight all the way through the building. Right. Yeah. It's 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 pretty amazing. Yeah. I'm I'm loving it. All right, I will look this up. It's great. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's not like you have to, you know, you probably want to watch it with the. Subtitles, but there's probably not going to be a lot. I don't remember because he's just constantly. It's all action. It's all action. Yeah. Oh wow. Full throttle the whole time. Well, Amazing. I don't know Indonesian, so. Um, What's that? I said I don't know Indonesian, so. Um, oh okay. I, 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 it it was pretty big though. It was pretty big. Probably subtitles. Yeah. I'm good at French. It was. It was a pretty big film. A lot of people saw it. I'm just kidding. It was good. <laughs> it was good. How many times have you ever had your nose broken? Um. It's. Been pretty close to broken. Not exactly broken. No? My first MMA fight, um, it was like jello. Like I was able to move it around Whoa. for like two weeks. It would crunch everywhere. And <laughs> I was like, I don't think it's broken. Everyone's like, no, it looks just like loose cartilage. And uh. eventually it hardened back up. And I, yeah, so maybe once. Oh, man. Uh-huh. Unofficially. I've had, a, I've had fights where I've come out and I'm like, yeah, that was a good fight. You know, I'm feeling great. And we go get food, and I'm like, oh, wow, I can't bite down, like, because my jaw's all out of whack. It's all off-center. Oh, damn. So, yeah, like, my back teeth won't touch and stuff. Yeah, it's sometimes some... Damn. Ooh. Sometimes a fight, you get you get a little knocked around a bit. But then two, three weeks after, you know, you end up stretching, and then something pops, and everything's back in place. Okay. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> I can eat. I can eat solid food again. Oh, that made me feel. Weird. I can have. I can have corn on the cob again. Thank God. <laughs> I've had. Um, I've got armbarred in training once, oh. where I went out to reach. I was like, I, my shoulder was sore for like a week, and I was just like, ah, oh, it's just from training, over exercising, something with pull ups, whatever. And then I went to close the door, and it. <laughs> I was like, wow, and it popped back in. Like oh. reached out. I was like, wow, that was awesome. So sometimes it's just natural movement will get things working. Like they say, you know, a rolling stone collects no moss. So. Right, right, right. For those just tuning in, we're 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 talking with uh Mateo Cordonero, who's the hundred and forty five pound uh champion for the School of Hard Knocks. What is the School of Hard Knocks? It's a promotion uh ran by Isidro Castillo out of Hobbs, New Mexico. Okay. Man, see, that's how tough Hobbs is. It's like a little town. They have their own like federation down there. <laughs> Just like fucking crazy shit. Yeah, Cedro, he does good things. He does uh, yeah. boxing, tough man tournaments, yeah. MMA fights. He does a lot of big uh, um, combat sports promotions out in Hobbs, New Mexico. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I used to, it's funny because you fight out of Berlin, right? Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So I used to go, I'm from Clovis, and that's where they always have the uh, state uh, Golden Gloves uh, fights. Right. And every fighter from Berlin was always like right in the fight. They were there was never I don't know who trains boxers there, but they were always <laughs> in the fight, just like ridiculous. Oh yeah, man. 
I'm sure there were my coaches. I'm sure it was probably Coach Gene or Coach Derek. Those guys are animals, man. They take fights. Yeah. Uh, they they take fights probably once a month. Yeah. Like those guys, they're the probably the most active pros that I know. They, they, it was just cool. And I mean, Golden Gloves amateur, so you always think like, I'm gonna go to this and it's gonna be amateur. They wear the headgear, and you're not gonna see. You're gonna see some some boxing, but you're never gonna see like anything crazy. Dude, I seen some nasty, <laughs> nasty knockouts. <laughs> I saw this one one time. The there was like these two big guys. One guy was just shredded. And the other guy was just big. He was a fat guy, and they, they, the 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 fat guy like he went to like lean in right when the other dude did an uppercut oh, and hit him man. so hard in the face, like his feet kicked up oh. and he hit his head on the on the mat and that was it. Oh, man, he was. Man. Wow. I was like, I never seen anything like it. It was like, boom, and he like. Hit the ground. I was like, "Holy Jesus!" <laughs> he it caught was, all of that uppercut. Yeah, like he, like he was coming down while the guy was coming up. Oh man! And it just hit him and just boom, like the leverage just popped him. And I was like, "Holy crap!" I never seen anything like that. Yeah, in fights, you get a lot of people running in to punches, and that adds mm-hmm. more force to your punch. So if yeah. that happens, like if you yeah. duck in and someone's throwing an uppercut. And you're ducking in. You're bringing yeah. your weight down into it. So, oh man, that it, it was been weird nasty. When I was in college, I had a friend that fought. He fought Golden Gloves, and uh, he uh, he was like this huge Native American guy. The first year, he's like training, he's training, he's training. He fights all the way through, and he wins state title. He's state champion, heavyweight division. Next year, drinks, smokes, doesn't doesn't care. L- loses the last fight. <laughs> oh. Next year, trains again, wins it again. Wow! He was a dude I didn't mind going to parties with. He was, he was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like whatever you want to say, dude. This guy's fucking state Golden Gloves champ. He'll fuck his shit right yeah. up. <laughs> you ever see him get down outside of the ring? What's that? Do you ever see him get down outside no. the ring? No, I can't imagine. Like, oof! Like it, it was so funny because like he was never like a dude that, like was ripped or anything. He was just like a big guy. He looked kind of like me. He was just kind of flabby, dude. You know. And when he was in, when he'd go in the fight, you know, they'd send in all these people, and you're you're like, you, you know, how you look at a fighter, and you, you're trying to understand who's going to win the fight before right, the fight, right. and you know, you look at the guy who's all shredded, and you're like, that guy's probably tough. Man, he would fight those dudes and just buck them up, right and left, <laughs> like bad. bad. <laughs> I remember one of the up. fights, like this one guy's mom was like next to us. Thought, come on, Ray Ray. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, he hits Ray Ray, and Ray Ray goes down. Uh, saw, he slipped. <laughs> like, no, he did not. <laughs> that is not what happened. He did not. He, he, he lost. <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. I like going to the MMA. I've gone to a couple here. It's pretty neat. I always hate, though, like whenever they go down on the ground, and people here will yell. They're like, stand them up. And I'm like, There's, that's part of the fighting. Right. It's like, if you want to watch stand-up fighting, go watch boxing. Right. Or Muay Thai, Muay Thai, right. I guess, yeah. It's, I just think it's hard for certain people to see what's going on, and sure. they don't understand what's going on, you know, yeah. the grappling aspects. Oh, that's so. why That's why everybody hated, like, uh, when the first UFCs, UFCs came out, and Gracie would win, you're like, what's, what's even happening? And like, it's <laughs> over! You're like, what's over? <laughs> you're like, what happened? what happened? Right, that guy changed the game. He changed the game. Well, as his dad did, is what it was. Right, he right. was they sent him in there, because he was, like, the weakest one. And they wanted to see how he did. I, I read, I listened to that podcast. I was blown away by that. Like the, they, the ESPN did a thirty for thirty, where they they did the uh, what, what ha- like what caused the first UFC to happen. Right. And uh, 
Have you, have you listened to that? I haven't listened it's to It's crazy. So he was the one that they chose because they were like, let's see how to show how dominant our, our fighting is. Artists. If he can go and win, then this we're is the, unbeatable. Right. Yeah. And it was like, wow. So the crazy thing about them is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu was unknown. And they moved to California, the whole family. And so then people would come in and they would like, they would say, Hey, what are, what are you guys training for here? Like martial arts. And they're like, well, you guys are just like rolling around on the ground. So he got to the point where he got pissed off and he was like, well, where do you train? They're like, well, I train in like Taekwondo or Kung Fu. And he was like, well, tell your master if he thinks that his, his fighting is, is superior, he can come down here and I will kick his ass. Wow. And so people started to do that. And they'd come in and they would do, you know, like the Taekwondo guy would be doing like flips and all that shit. And then he would just take them down the ground and just like, you know, twerk their legs. Right. They, Handle they started them. screaming. Yeah. And that's how they like started getting all their like, I guess people started filming it and the tapes started getting passed around. And so then that some guy got a hold of one and he was just like, whoa, what the hell is this? And that's how UFC started is like one wow. guy, this a certain guy got a hold of it and he was like. What would happen if, like, a karate guy fought a boxer, fought a wrestler, you know, all that stuff? But it was all Gracie. It was uh, Horion Gracie. Wow. And he would, he would challenge these people. He's like, if, you're, if your karate or your, your martial art is better than mine, come and prove it. And then he would fuck them all up. <laughs> <You know>? Wow. <laughs> he would totally fuck them all up. He was like, and I dare you. And that's how UFC was born. And that's how it was. Yeah. He was, one of the, cool. he was one of the original people that was involved. In, he's not involved with it anymore, and he left a long time ago, but... Yeah, that's how it started. Wow! Wow! Yeah, I'll have to check that th- that thirty yeah. for thirty on ESPN. Yeah. It's on. It's on. It's on their app. Okay, that's just awesome. go listen to it. It's like uh, I can't remember the name of it is, but it just kind of goes through like how it began, and then it goes through the first like event. Yeah. You know, and they're like they're like when the guy got his tooth kicked out in the first match, yes. and they and they're like the one lady she threw up in the background, like the one of the ladies <laughs> in the in the back threw up, and and then of course someone's like. They're like, don't show that. And the other guy's like, no, no, no. Slow it in show motion. Slow motion. He's like, that's, that's, the, that's the shot. And, you know. Wow. Yeah. yeah. yeah people want, you know, you want to see that. You want to see that tooth fly. Yeah. You want to see that blood splatter. That's entertainment yeah. there. So we're going to take, take a 10-minute break here because uh, the end of the first hour. So, you know, everybody can, you know, go to the bathroom or smoke or whatever they want to do. Um, so King of the Cage, September 1st. And people can buy tickets. Yes, Just, you know, type King of the Cage. Or we'll come down to the gym yeah. in Berlin at Perez Fighting Systems. We're at 308 Bern- and he'll uh, West fight Bernard. You today. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> in Berlin, uh, New Mexico. You can also <laughs> buy tickets for the King of the Cage event there or at their website. Oh, nice. That's pretty cool. Awesome. Hell yeah. It's and like you. I said, I got some awesome flyers to cook you guys okay. up with. And I have a gift for uh, you guys here oh, at 10 Drink Minimum. Awesome. Oh, dang. Uh, Holly, do you have anything to promote? Um, I have a huge show. I have five shows over three nights in October, October fifth through seventh, with Jen Cober oh. at the Hyatt. And that's the Comedy Vault. That's the Comedy Vault. So we're getting a comedy club here in Albuquerque, and this is to kick Woo. it off before the club awesome. opens. It's like my biggest booking ever. So if you guys want to um, buy tickets, you can go to comedyvault.com and nice. buy them now. Sick, James. Anything cool? Um, still just working on Midnight Texas. Still just working, working I, for a living. Yeah, <laughs> working for I'm, a living. I'm not sure when it comes out. We've actually fulfilled all of our live dates, so we don't have anything coming up. There's some things I'm working on. 
I mean, I could pretty much book whatever we want, pretty much most places. But <laughs> wait, what about the Comic Con in Clovis? Oh yeah, <laughs> well we're not gonna we're not gonna do a show there, but oh okay, are we still gonna go there? <laughs> I mean, I hope so. I was hoping you guys forgot about that. No, I'm very <laughs> excited about it. Are you really? <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh uh, my god, because I'm from Clovis, so there's an actual <laughs> Comic Con in Clovis because there's fucking Comic Cons everywhere now. Yeah, I see them. They have a few here in Albuquerque, right? Oh, or there's like two big ones. Yeah. But then there's like one in Santa Fe. There's now one in Clovis. There's now one in Moriarty. There's one in Moriarty. <laughs> that oh, is ridiculous. That, that was a couple of months ago. Seemed really great. That probably was amazing. <laughs> Not saying anything bad. Nope. Uh, you could check us here live every Sunday night unless we're out live. 6 to 8 p.m. Facebook.com forward slash 10 drink. Uh, if you go to 10 we have all of our cool... Uh, you know, we have Instagram, we have a Twitter account. Um, that's pretty much it, I think. I don't, I don't know. I, I can't handle much more than that <laughs> until something new comes out that I have to do. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, stay tuned. We'll be back from the break, and then we'll do some more show. We'll do another hour. Uh, we'll have. Are you guys going to stay? Mateo's going to stay? Second hour? Cool. Yeah, 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 we'll yeah. stay. Awesome. We'll tease this. We'll talk about our favorite martial arts films, maybe. Yeah, that'd be awesome. that, huh? Who wants to hear about that? <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> Medical yeah. conditions. Medical yes. conditions. Oh, yeah. We got to talk about that, huh? Yikes. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> some people have had some medical problems the last week. I had yeah. some space invaders. Hey, yikes. <laughs> so we'll tease that as well. Uh, we, we definitely <laughs> like to drink when we do the show. You should as well. But always remember, never get, get too drunk, drunk to jerk dot com. All right, we're back from the break. We're here with 145-pound champion for the School of Hard Knocks, Mateo Cordonero. I love saying your name. That's awesome. No, that's <laughs> Mateo great name. Cordonero. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we come back from the break. Everybody seems to, be, except for me, have had some sort of uh, health <laughs> problems. Is that right? Seems like oh, it. Yeah. yeah. James was, uh, I'll, I'll let you tell. I don't want to ruin your thunder here. <laughs> oh, should I go first? Sure. <laughs> um, I had if, you have, a, if you have children present in the room, you may not <laughs> I had a uh, wonderful bout with hemorrhoids. Yuck. Um, that seems to be the general idea. Uh, I was actually working on set when it, it exploded. Yikes. And uh, thankfully, I made it offset in time for uh, it to not make it through my underwear. Yikes. And I just, uh, I'm calling them man pawns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Man pawns. Yeah, I've heard of this before. And I, yeah, I've just been cramming uh, tissue up my butt for about the last week. It just closed up. Good thing I'm not eating nice. in the last <laughs> couple hours. That's fancy. <laughs> <laughs> so is it, is it a winning battle so far? Yeah, oh, won. You, it, yeah, it's it, it went away. I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure it was like stress related. Wow. Uh, but that was a new one for me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I you know I I assume laughter should come after this. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I don't want to laugh, but like you know I feel like I just don't want to know. You know well. 
Now you know. Now I know. You asked. I didn't, actually. I mean, kind of. <laughs> he posted on Facebook while I was trying to eat breakfast. I was like, I was eating breakfast, and I went, oh, God. Oh. Yikes. Well, you know. Yeah. More Anybody, than one person. Anyone else want to go? Anybody else want to tell about Oh, that? yeah. I have a pretty, I guess, graphic horror story on uh, Space Invaders. Yeah. Um, coming into this after coming out of my last fight i started uh trying to eat cleaner and uh yeah. did a three-day water cleanse okay and um after i did the water cleanse i took this product called castor oil which is oh, yeah. an anti paras it's a it fights parasites and it's a laxative okay um like castor oil like from back in the day yeah 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 and uh i take it every day do you really <laughs> I the, yeah i do really Okay. So I took the castor oil after this uh, water cleanse for three days, and yeah, I had uh, space invaders in my toilet where I was like, oh, wow, um, that's different. And so the castor I've, oil brought them out. Yeah, the castor oil did bring them out. And um, I've gone to multiple doctors for fighting. I get my blood work checked out. I yeah. get my digestion checked out. They always come back saying everything's 100%. They're surprised how healthy I am yeah. based on my age, all this stuff. Never once they brought this up. Never once they wow. dealt with this issue. Oh. And uh, so was it? since it was, um, gosh, ropeworm and uh, ropeworm. candida and uh, mucoid plaque. Wow. Oh, wow. Most doctors don't uh, look for parasitics. Yeah, that's yeah. what I've discovered after discovering them. I learned that a lot of doctors don't do very much, if anything. They treat the symptoms, but they don't take care of the problem. And um, after I've done my research, I guess it comes to about 90, where they say 85% to 90% of people have these stomach parasites. And they help, what? they just keep you retaining weight. Oh. Um, they make, from some people go into other crazier tangents that uh, these yeah. parasites, you know, they control your thoughts. They make you eat certain foods. Really? Yeah. What? They mimic certain complications. So what? you think they're different medical issues. So you wow. don't have to actually address the issues. And uh, since I've man taken care of them, they I've, I've been able to drop weight substantially. Like it's been incredible. Like I barely have to work for it. I usually have to cut weight to make to 155 for my fights, and I'm walking around at 157. So I have to maybe take a hot bath and jump in a sauna to drop these last two pounds. So, wow. Yeah, so how did you find them? A castor oil? Yes. I'm going to try this. Everybody's and then like, next week you can hear all about it. Yeah, I did a, a three-day <laughs> water cleanse with wow. my wife. I did the three-day water cleanse. Yeah. And uh, I took the castor oil after, and the results, <sighs> I, was, I was shocked. It was insane. <laughs> the, the Number four will yeah. shock you. Yeah, number four. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's number four right there. I'm reading about it right now. It's like, and it, and it's like they go together, ropeworm and or mu mucoid plaque. Yeah. What? Wow. I'm and they say, and it. the mucoid plaque is usually just, um, you know, how you can see a McDonald's burger. They'll put it out on display usually at like yeah. museums, and yeah. it'll stay there for like ten years, yeah. or right, five right. years, or whatever. So when you eat food like that, it will um, not all of it gets through your intestine right. some of them will stick to the sides of your yeah. intestine and then after a, a while since that food doesn't break down it becomes this rubber like mucoid like plaque material and it sticks to the inside of your guts and they say the average person can have up to five to 15 pounds just Holy in geez. their intestine so you just take castor oil and it starts you could take castor out. oil but what i've done for the um 
mucoid plaque has been taking a, a lifelong cocktail, which is a cup, uh, it's a one-fourth cup cranberry juice, a scoop of Metamucil, and then water. And you wow. take it in the morning and you take one at night. Wow. And that, man, will pff, keep that will, you. That will scoop out your intestines. <laughs> <laughs> well, products. I've been working really hard to lose weight, and now I'm just wondering. Yeah. I'll just drink some oh, castor oil. have a parasite. Probably. Just probably have a parasite. Thanks, James. Thank you. And everyone's <laughs> listening to the show is like, I have a parasite. <laughs> We're all going to lose weight and look amazing. Yeah, just castor oil. And I would oh, recommend geez. that and the, the Metamucil. Metamucil. Nice. The castor yeah. oil, yeah, if, um, that you could take that and it'll always clear you out and fight, um, you know, parasites. But uh, only use it for about five days total because I guess oil? your body will end up becoming reliable. Like oh. it ends up relying on it after five days. Oh wow! Oh. Take it for so long. Um, wow. On the castor oil, doesn't it taste <laughs> awful though? Does it taste terrible? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not <laughs> enjoyable. That's it, not selling me on did it. Did you have parasites too? <laughs> you did. <laughs> Wow, I wonder how many people do and they don't I know. I bet I do. Do you eat sushi? Yes. yes. Then you have them. Oh. Oh, and, oh yes. Liver flukes. Liver flukes. Liver flukes? Yeah. What is that? Yeah, that's too. another type of parasite. Those were the first ones to come out with the castor oil. They look like... I was like, I didn't eat any tomatoes or bell peppers, so what the heck are those? It's oh. pretty gross. I've actually gone through this. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, pretty Like I said, it was a pretty graphic experience. Alright, mm-hmm. so this week oh, wow. I'm going to do castor oil. You guys get to hear about it next week. <laughs> what diseases can <laughs> they cause? Uh, you can interchange it with flaxseed oil. Oh, okay. So it doesn't Interesting. Right. Yeah, yeah. And so so wow. your body doesn't become dependent. Interesting. Weird. I have both of those. Yes. What? I'm yeah, they're saying uh, some doctors are even um, linking these parasites and these symptoms to celiac disease or gluten. Oh, oh. Yeah. because it's become such a huge thing in oh, our shit. in our um, in our community, our yeah. culture, like nationwide. Being gluten free is like a big thing where it never was an issue before. It's the parasites. It's the parasites. Yeah. They have you. Yeah, like when they say there's demons inside us all. Oh, they're not lying. Those are some demons, man. You, whew, oh, bet man. you not. My yeah. Instagram followers are going to love me oh. this week. They're going to love me. She's all sitting on the toilet. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, look Ooh. at my look at these parasites now look. right now. <laughs> they might look like Swedish fish, but no, those are living beings. <laughs> wow. Oh, man. That's so. Do you, do you want to go next? Okay. Oh, you don't have to. You don't have I to. mean, I will. Yeah. Um, talk about this. So, <laughs> I uh, I've survived cancer. Yeah. A little bit, just a just a touch. And yeah. uh, earlier this year, a few months ago, uh, they wanted to remove my ovary. Okay. Oh dang. And so I had a small tumor on my ovary. Whatever. My doctor made it seem like it wasn't that big of a deal. Right. So I would get a booking or I would get, you know, busy or whatever. And or my own doctor would put off this procedure. All right. So this was months and months of just me or my doctor just being uh, irresponsible. Oh, wow. Thursday morning, I wake up. I feel horrible. Absolutely horrible. And my stomach was distended. Like I was swollen. You could tell. And I thought, okay, I have drank too much. That's what this is. I'm going <laughs> right. to drink some water. This is all going to go away. It did not go away. So I went to urgent care. 
my tumor had like quadrupled in size. Oh, oh. shit. So they said, tomorrow you need to go get this removed. I said, no, 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 but I'm supposed to go to Durango tomorrow and do comedy. Nope. I can't do it. They were like, uh, yeah, you're still going to go do this. Like, this is more important than comedy. Um, also, just on a side note, I think Durango comedy is bad luck for me because the last time I got booked in Durango, I had to get a biopsy done on another part of my body. I went up there still, though, after like a day after the biopsy and did comedy on morphine. Oh, dang. That was. Yeah, you guys uh, were <sighs> like. Uh... <laughs> right. It wasn't great. Is anyone else tired? But so this time I thought I could do the same thing, right? I'll go. I'll get this small procedure done. I'll jump in the car. I'll drive to Durango. Durango was like three hours away. Yeah, that was not going to happen. Because they found like eight more tumors. So it was like, no, it was eight tumors total. So seven more tumors than what I had. So they removed all of that on Friday. Wow. Oh, dang. Yeah. You are a trooper. Yeah. I'm a trooper. Yeah, you, d- you didn't have to come into work today. I mean, <laughs> I needed out of the house. I don't okay. know if you watched my Instagram stories at I all. Do. I but do. there was, okay, Friday night. I think it was Friday night, the first night. I got sucked into a black hole of watching these YouTube videos of this girl telling me how I could be prettier and to <laughs> and the things I could stop that make me ugly. So, yeah, no, I need it out of the house today. <laughs> Are you doing comedy tonight? I I'm going to try. We'll oh, see dang. how I feel after this, but probably because I have a huge show in October, so I have to like I have to prepare. Where I you have doing to comedy work. tonight? Uh probably at Bozy Brothers. Yeah. Downtown, yeah. We are downtown. We're, we're uh, we decided to stay at the Hyatt tonight. So oh, you guys are right oh, down nice. the, right down the road. Oh, yeah, yeah, if you guys want to come, yeah. you I mean, Regency. Yeah, yeah. That's where my comedy mm-hmm. show is going to be too. Wow. That's we saw the um the comedy vault. Yes, the setup. We did see yeah. that when we oh, were nice. walking downtown earlier. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. That, so they're not open yet, but they will be soon. Yeah. Um. But yeah, this is uh welcome to my life. I uh. When I go through stuff like this, I don't stop doing comedy. I still do it. Oh, and wow. My doctor and my best friend hate it, but here we are. You got to keep going. <laughs> right, I roll have with to keep the punches. Going. We talked yeah. about this. You got to keep going. Got to keep yeah, going. Got to keep pushing it. Keep pushing it. So please, Durango Comedy, book me again. I didn't have a choice this time. <laughs> <laughs> Is Durango a big city? I don't know. They're not. It's very small. Yeah. Um, That's not how you're going to get rebooked. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's but a the, real the town is small, but they're it's awesome. It's a real shithole. That's not what I said. I didn't <laughs> there was a shithole. I said it was small. It is small. It's very small, but they have a, a budding comedy community. Yeah. It's great. They're super sweet people. Well, I mean, if it's not a big town, I mean, how many comedians do they have there? It's they like, don't. That's why they. That's why they book us, Chris. Oh, okay. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they. That's why they. I just feel like I feel like the go. guy's like he's like he's like. Can I get you a drink? Oh, hold on, I have to go up on stage. <laughs> <laughs> it's my set right now. <laughs> that's the dream. That's the right? dream. Waiter in Durango. <laughs> Random person just walked by, in front of the house. Hello. So you guys, you guys drove up from Berlin. You didn't want to drive back. You're like, nah, we're gonna get a hotel. Um, we actually took the train up. Took the train. Yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. How yeah, did you get here? Did you guys walk? Uber. Uber. Okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah, they know where my house is. They they pick me up enough times. <laughs> they know. <laughs> nothing. Nothing beats that Uber or Lyft the next morning. That's the oh. best. 
That mm-hmm. one's that one's when you really feel like a shame. You're like, yeah. Like so, where are you going? To my car. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that a I'm lot. A, I, I'm a responsible idiot. At least you know. <laughs> I, don't know, I had to do that this morning. Oh man, I once made. I once had to make an Uber driver drive like around because I couldn't remember exactly where my car was. Oh, I was man. like, it's kind of near this place. It's a place I with think. a mailbox? I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, someone named Jacob Holt says, yo, sup, Teo. Yo, Jacob, what's going on? Dang. Miss you at the gym, bro. Come yeah. down there Monday, man. He's all, come on down, taking all comers. <laughs> <laughs> Fight for the title. No, I've had a pretty crazy uber experience uh not too long ago in uh, california oh wow um i was doing some work training out there because i do um besides fighting i work for an amazon company oh and um we had a training office out in in cyprus and while i was out there my coach um coach Brittany horton was fighting at uh, the staples center for a boxing match oh dang oh wow so um my coaches set it up so i could help corner and help out with the team so I was like, awesome. Got off of work Friday. The fights were Saturday. I got into an Uber. Well, first I bought some weed from <laughs> the dispensary. They delivered it right to my hotel. Packed up. Jumped in the Uber. And I was juiced. It was Friday. I get to see my teammates from New Mexico out in California. We're going to go cool. to these fights. This is awesome. I'm in a good mood. So I tell my Uber driver, I'm like, oh, blah, blah. we're talking. He's all like, yeah, I smoke weed. I thought California weed. The laws are dope out here. He's all excited. And I'm like, cool. It's Friday. Dude, you want to smoke? Yeah, man. This is awesome. You know, let's smoke. He's all talking to me about how he hasn't smoked that day and everything like that. So we're smoking. We're driving. He's He knows his way. I don't know L.A., so he's driving all the way up to downtown L.A., getting to where the yeah. Staples Center is. And halfway through, we're smoking. He turns to me, and he's just like, I can't, I can't smoke this anymore, man. I'm like looking at him. He's like, dude, how am I driving? Oh, man. Am I driving okay? I think I'm having so, a heart attack. Yeah, I was like, oh, no, man. no, no, no. And I'm Hold like, your man. shit, man. I'm like, oh, I have to put this blunt out. I'm like, man, I'm paying for this. And, oh, my gosh. And he's just like, oh, I don't know if I can make it, man. Is everything cool? And I'm like, yeah, man, you're driving fine. Is that a you're cop? You're driving fine. Is that oh, a cop? Oh, God. And we finally make it to downtown LA. He gets to the hotel, and he drives straight past it. And then he stops, and he's like, oh, I think I passed the hotel. Is this cool? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, I gotta find a place to park. And he has a goddamn car. Yeah. I, I still gave him five stars because he let me uh, smoke in his car. Right. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I learned all about California weed last week. So there's a comedian in town. I'm not gonna say his name, but like all Charles. the comedians are gonna know. Yeah, Charles. All the comedians are gonna know exactly who I'm talking to about. So there's this comedian in town. He's like big stoner. We all know he's a big stoner. He goes out to California to get weed, and then he'll come back. He'll do, like, open mics in he California did. and just get high for, like, a week and a half, and then he'll come back. It's <laughs> awesome. So he comes back, and I was having, like, a bad night or whatever, like, a bad day or whatever, and he's like, hey, Holly, you want to take a hit of this? And it's, like, one of those vape pens with oh, yeah, weed yeah. in it. I'm like, how, how like, how bad is this? Strong, like, how right? crazy is this? The potency. And right? he goes, oh, it's not that bad at all. So I take like four hits off of this thing. Again, biggest stoner in the comedy community. And you can imagine that we're all pretty big stoners. All right. <laughs> I literally, I felt fine. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and go home. I'm going to go to bed, whatever. 
my drive home was like fear and loathing of lo- in Las Vegas. Like, oh, damn. I don't know what happened. It's like lizards driving cars. It was, it was <laughs> terrifying. Blood. This is back country. I thought I was going really, really Be careful, slow. they're going to tear us to shreds. <laughs> right? The road like curved it away. It wasn't supposed to. Oh, man. I texted him the next day. I was like, I almost died last night. I'm never smoking your weed again. Oh, wow. I'm doing it. So... That, that's a good question. It's like, it's like, so I know the Diaz brothers are constantly in trouble because they test positive for marijuana. Is that a thing? I mean, is that a big deal for... I think just in the UFC. Just oh, in the UFC. Okay. It, um, Scott Coker from Bellator, mm-hmm. he's open about cannabis yeah, in yeah, yeah. Uh, their organization. And like all the other organizations I really, yeah. I've been to, they haven't ever... Because, I mean, let's be honest. If you want to smoke weed and then fight and then win... Good for you. Right? <laughs> Talk about like you got skills. Yeah, motivation. <laughs> like when that dude won the gold medal for the first like when they, the first year they did snowboarding in the Olympics and that guy from Canada won the gold and then they they were like, well, he tested positive for marijuana and they took the medal away and then they were like, yeah, and they gave it back. And right. I was like, dude, you can win a fucking snowboarding event and you test positive for weed, you're pretty badass. Yeah. yeah. I can barely drive home. Yeah, so. right, right, right. <laughs> you, you can. Yeah, you, you can kick ass on some on on some Danka. I mean, because he was from Canada. I'm sure they have. Some oh yeah, shit, yeah, yeah. And I love that. Like his next his next uh, event, they had the Canadian flag and they replaced the maple leaf with the pot leaf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm gonna say this. So the first time I ever tried to do comedy on edibles. In my defense, I ate five of them when I shouldn't have. Oh, jeez. Because I ate the first one, and I was like, I don't feel anything. (laughs) And then so I ate, like, five more. So it was, like, six of them. I go to this, like, this comedy thing. Thank goodness it wasn't, like, a paid-for gig. That would have been bad. But... I got up on stage and I learned in the worst way ever that when I get super high, I think I'm talking and I'm not. Oh, wow. So (laughs) I got up on stage and thought I was telling my jokes, wasn't saying anything and just laughing at myself. So I I think it's, I I can't imagine like fighting. I had a friend that I went, I go to college, I went to college with, I go to college, I went to college with and he, I thought he was like. I thought there was something wrong with him. <laughs> and it just, you know, he would just smoke so much weed and he was just like such a math genius that he was just on a, you know, the weed leveled him out. So then he graduates college and he goes on to do student teaching and then he gets a job as a math teacher in, in, in Dallas. So then he comes to visit and I'm like, you know, hey man, how do you, uh, how hard is it not to smoke weed now? And he's like, yeah, you just wait to that free period and you, Take a drive around the block. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? And all I could think of is like the kids are like, yeah, man, did you see Mr. Johnson in the fourth period? Nah. He just stood there he and stared at us. There. Then he took Jimmy's Funyuns and <laughs> ate them. <laughs> all I could think of it. Like, <laughs> it just blew my mind. I was like, dude, you're a goddamn teacher, man. <laughs> Still smoke weed like crazy. That's I mean, weird. why wouldn't you, though? Do you, so do you find that the weed like helps out with like the recovery? Oh, yeah, it does. It helps a lot with recovery, yeah. just helping keeping your mind calm. Like, before, like, week up, coming into the fight, weeks up into the fight, when you hear yeah. about fight news, um, it just helps keep everything just yeah. in order. Like, I know some people, you know, they, they have their whiskey, their drinks and stuff. Yeah. Mine's definitely, you know, the cannabis. Well, and then alcohol definitely doesn't help out with the, with your health. 
Oh no, you know, no, no. The weed, you know, doesn't doesn't hurt or anything. It, it, actually, a lot of like that's why they're trying in the NFL. They're trying to get it to you know to overturn where people can't use it to you know help out with the pain. Right. I'm really happy with where CBD's yeah. gone. Yeah. CBD's a big deal. Yeah. It's like everywhere now. Yeah. I was at that. I was at a Mountain West Brew Fest yesterday, and there was a CBD booth there. Wow. And that's where we actually met you. Was at the Hemp Fiesta. Yes. CBD's kind of everywhere. And so it's kind of interesting, and it makes sense to me. It just you know, and like it's weird on ESPN, they actually talk about it a lot because I listen to a lot of the sports radio, and they talk about it a lot how it, it's kind of like stupid that it hasn't flipped over. Because why would you rather someone take Vicodin or Percocets, you know, stuff that like if you took too much, you could you know die, kill yourself, yeah. and people do on a regular basis. Whereas someone else could just smoke weed or take edibles, you never really hear that marijuana overdose, you know? No. I've heard, you know, people getting a little too high on edibles, going to the hospital and freaking out, sure, but then they just sure. pass out, you know? So it's it's one of those things that, like, I think in the next, like, 10 years we'll see. Right. Especially with CBD. Oh, yeah. You know? CBD has definitely come a long ways since <laughs> I remember getting CBD trees back in early 2000s and yeah. being like, I'm not getting high. Back in California, and then I, I didn't even know there was a difference until, you know, the industry started blowing up with indica, sativa, and CBD, and all these hybrids. I was like, I thought it was all the same. Yeah. But that's how uneducated I was about it back then. And now, CBD has saved my life, literally. Not to get on, like, a soapbox or anything, but after chemo, I had what's called neuropathy, um, and CBD has literally made it so that... I'm not uncomfortable every day yeah. of my life. CBD, That's good. THC That's blends, but it has saved my life. It saved my life. Yeah. So yeah. So hopefully in the next ten years it'll be federally, you know, the whole thing will be turned over. Right. It'll be great. You can just like hit a joint, walk in and fight. <laughs> walk in with a joint. They have an event going on now. Um, it's a jujitsu tournament where they get yeah. they smoke. Uh, before like really? the, you and your opponent will sit down you guys share a joint and then you do a jujitsu grappling tournament yeah um joe Schilling posted something on facebook about it it's yeah. getting pretty popular oh dang yeah yeah i know um uh, one ex ufc fighter leslie smith i think she's yeah. participating in it next oh dang like, yeah yeah oh, so wow. I, I, don't, I don't know about you but if i was like waiting in the ring for someone to come out to fight me and he came all the way from the back to, to the ring with a <laughs> cigarette in his mouth I'd be like, holy Jesus, this guy's guy a fucking asshole, but I don't know, man. I don't know how to fight this guy. I would assume his cardio is pretty bad. Just just smoking a cigarette the whole way. Yeah, you'd hope, yeah. That's what you're, I like, you're, you're like, I just got to make it through the first round, man. Yeah, he's going to last about 40 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> how much of your training is cardio? Oh, man, um, most of it is... Uh, it's kind of cardio-based. It's a lot of strength and conditioning where we're you know hitting pads or hitting yeah. the bag or doing... Uh, these um, Chinese jumping jacks, running, jump ropes. Chinese jumping jacks? I've never heard of that. Yeah, they're like what regular jumping jacks, but uh, your legs are going like this. Oh. Right, almost like a lunge. And they really attack your calf muscles and your legs. So it gets you used to feeling that burn, but yeah. then you kind of push through it. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, so it's pretty pretty heavy cardio-based. Chinese jumping jacks. Also. That sounds That sounds fantastic. Yeah. I did, I, I did, uh, I did uh, professional dance for 20 years. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. We have an eclectic group here. <laughs> that's, yeah. 
Uh, so um, like something like that, I, I would, I'm like, that, I wish I knew about that. <laughs> right? There's all kinds of weird stuff like that where you're just kind of like... Yeah, all these techniques that it, yeah. or exercises. I didn't know about that till I came to, you know, press fighting systems with these guys at Berlin and they showed me that and my first week. Oh my gosh. I was like, I can't come in next week. My calves, are, they're swollen. Yeah. Like, I was like, I can't walk. They're all suck it up. <laughs> Push through we, it. They're just plump. You pull the screen a little bit the over back that way. Oh, there you oh, go. There sorry. you go. That Sick. was my fault. Way to go, Holly. I know. They were like, the, the video's freezing. Well, I fixed it. It's fixed. <laughs> so, shoosh. Yeah. Shoosh. How many things when you, like, how much different was the training from where you came from to here? Oh, man. Um, where I was training before was, it was a lot, it was structured in the sense of, one class was Muay Thai, one class was Jiu Jitsu, and then we'd have the strength and conditioning. While with Perez Fighting Systems, it's just a blend of everything. If we're doing a, if we're doing, if someone's fighting like a kickboxing or a boxing match, they'll focus strictly on that. But otherwise, it, we're doing everything. We're doing kickboxing, yeah. boxing, MMA, grappling, strength yeah. and conditioning. So it's like, they cover it all. And when I went back to roll with my um, old team in California when we visited, yeah. Um, the jiu-jitsu coach says, I don't know what you're doing, but just keep doing it, man. You look good. He's like, you're, you're looking great. You're all kicking his ass. Y'all, whatever, dude. <laughs> <New> Mexico dog. <laughs> yeah, those guys got me ready for New Mexico. But, yeah, the guys out here, man, are tough. There's some They're like, badass yeah. fighters out here. A lot of badass yeah. fighters. They Would smoke. They want, and like, oh, go ahead. When they want to, like, teach a, a comedian how to work out. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> We're always looking for, you know, more people, more females to fight, definitely. Oh, I'm not going to fight. I'm not going <laughs> to fight. I just oh, want to no. get in shape. I oh, yeah, yeah. It's too late. You <laughs> signed up late. for a fight. I'm going to fight. I mean, um, fight training is just overall good conditioning, you know? Yeah. And then you'll still, you'll gain these skills, like, like with my Muay Thai, I can take that somewhere else and I'll know that forever. Those are skills I'll always have. So it's like these lifelong skills. And then, you know, if once you won't learn them well enough, you can even pass them on to someone else. So it, yeah. it's definitely worth it. And the fitness aspects, you know, are just a bonus. I'm not a very good worker outer. So <laughs> I feel like I need somebody to be well, like. Well, when you're training for that fight, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I just need to train for a fight. If, if you're either going to be you're either going to be shape or you'll get worked, you know. <laughs> I guess you know. That's how it goes. So getting punched in the face is probably a pretty good motivator. That's yeah. probably very motivating. Yeah. It's like, well, if you're not in shape, you might get worked. You're like, okay. okay. No, I, would, I definitely agree with you. Having something goal oriented to work out towards definitely helps. Right. It does. So who would you fight? Let's figure that out. Who would I fight? Yeah. Well, um, well, is there? Call well, someone out. Yeah. Uh, I Let me mean, tell you something. Uh, the, um. Do you have any? Do you have any person that it's a friend of yours that you'd be like, let's have a friend? Oh, a star. friend of ours? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I I thought you meant like a real fighter. No, I'm like, we're none gonna, of we're them gonna, ever. We're not gonna cause any beef. <laughs> That's terrifying. Um, I don't know. You're all, you're, all, you're all cyborg is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Ronda Rousey. <laughs> she's, a, she's a WWE champion now. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, she's so, she's, yeah. 
I don't know. Uh, Tito Dameron in comedy. He does uh, Capoeira. And, oh, dance uh, fighting. I I feel Fight like him on a hill. if I trade, I would hit him in the face real hard. Okay. But like in a loving way. Okay. Because I love him so much and he knows This that. Saturday. <laughs> Holly Bird versus Tito Dameron. Fight um, to the death. <laughs> and then people would be like, is it their jokes? Because Holly would win that. Oh, dang. <laughs> Sick burn. Oh. Yikes. I didn't say anything. I didn't I'm not in this, man. I only say this because Tito is totally fine with me j- making jokes about him. Oh, okay. So he won't he won't be upset. I'll see him in a, in a couple he'll, of hours. He'll be making a Facebook video. He'll be, oh, I heard you call me out. <laughs> I've been training yeah, both my intellect and my fists. And then I will call you and be like, okay, you know how I was talking about that training. I got to do it now. (laughs) Make sure to fight him on a hill if he does Capoeira at an angle. Right, right. It's all about terrain. (laughs) So uh, one thing is, is like, so what's going to happen after fighting? What's the plan there? Oh, man. um, Is Is there a plan yet? So far, I mean, eventually I'd love to teach. Yeah. That would be the ideal goal. But I want to make sure He's I have... He's all English classes, not really anything to do not with fighting. Not fighting or anything. <laughs> English school. No, no, to definitely yes, teaching so. martial arts. Yeah. Like I would stick to Muay Thai, but I want to make sure I learn as much as I can, gain all the experience I can so I can give back to uh, students to make sure that I'm preparing them for battle. Because if I don't know what I'm doing going in there, I don't want to give any advice to anybody under me. I want to make sure that if I teach someone something, I'm giving them all the tools to succeed. Yeah. At least to my best of my ability. So and uh, that, would, that would be the end goal, I think. Yeah. We were talking before the show, you were talking about one of your trainers went up and fought in a bare knuckle fight. Yes. That's what? something that's becoming more and more legal as yeah. time goes on. Now... I know that there's a lot of people that are probably like, well, that's like just human cockfighting. How do you feel about the bare knuckle fighting? Bare knuckle, from what I've seen, you take less damage to the face if you get punched once and get knocked out compared to boxing, compared to MMA, where you take multiple punches sometimes, where it causes a lot more. I think with bare knuckle, it's a little more brutal in that sense, yeah. Yeah. Um, But man. Right. Yeah, I've you could really punched, tear your knuckles up. I've only punched somebody hands. one yeah. time, and it hurt real bad. Well, that's because you don't know how to punch. <laughs> yeah, probably. There's a certain way to punch. <laughs> there is yeah. a certain way to punch if you come yeah. down. Now, putting oh, your yeah, thumb in your fist, not a good idea. Yeah, see, that's what I Broke, did. Huh? And then I hurt myself yeah. real bad. And you're supposed to hit with like these two these knuckles. You don't what? hit the bottom of yeah. them. Just these two? That's you what you're aiming yep. for. With that's these. what you're aiming for. So you're yeah. just, okay. We'll talk later. I'll learn how to punch. So have you ever done any... like? back alley or illegal i mean only street fights and yeah. the last one i was gosh probably 20 fought they're this. all watch mma fighter take out stupid idiot drunk idiot now yeah, how I, does your wife feel about street fights not approve not yeah, approve i don't approve either i, I <laughs> that's um it, i don't approve of it at all i mean yeah. my, my last street fight like i said i was 20 it was more of a hot-headed you yeah. know situation um, but I've gotten into an, almost a situation in LA when I went with my coaches after we left the fights for the Staples Center. Some guy was all drunk walking down the street. He turns around. He's like, you guys all are faggots. Blah, blah, blah. I was whoa. like, whoa. whoa. I was like, who are you talking to, man? I'm talking to you guys. Blah, blah. I was like, whoa. And he's, I was, I was kind of perked at Damn. the time. So I was like, oh man, I'm going to just, 
I don't even need to say anything. I'm just yeah. gonna hit this guy in the side works. of the head. And I'm like, okay, no, no, no. I'm like, I'm not from California. Not from California. I don't want to have to come back here with a case. Any deal with it? I was like, man, what's what's going on with you, man? What's your problem? Oh, blah blah blah. I'm leaving this wedding. I was like, well, we're about to go smoke. You want to come smoke with us? He was like, really? Oh. I was like, man, we're just trying to have a good time. I don't know what your problem was, you know. He's like, then he starts opening up. I had a bad Aww. night, all this stuff and everything about that. I was just like, but and, and then t- and then when he least expected it, he choked him out, <laughs> <laughs> pussy. So so the guy ends up just he ends up just leaving, and and we, me and everyone were just like. We were just like, oh man, he. I guess he wanted to just he just wanted a fight, you know. Yeah, he was just looking for it. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That'd have been awesome. <laughs> it would have been awesome. He peed himself. <laughs> he peed himself. Curled up in a ball. He of took cried. pictures of it with his phone, <laughs> sent them to his friends. My buddy Kane, oh man, my buddy Kane, uh, Sterling Peak, he just had a situation. He told me about on uh, Wednesday. He told me about Friday. He was like, oh, I got story time for you today, Mateo. Yeah. And he said he was out with his family and they were just leaving, I think, of the laundromat or just finished getting something to eat. And this drunk guy kicked this homeless Native American guy no. in the face. Oh, yeah, just bullshit. sitting down, just out of nowhere, just bullshit. kicked him square in the face. My buddy said, he's like, dude, I stopped the car, got out, gave him the one-two, dude just went limp, dropped him. <laughs> oh. like, <laughs> and I was like, that's what I'm talking about. I was like, yeah, you know. And that's why I do the martial arts. You stand up for things that, you know, you don't. You don't agree with. Yeah. yeah. I Martial wish. arts superhero. Right. And that's my buddy Kane, uh, Sterling Peak. He's another dope, dope, yeah. talented fighter yeah. out of uh, for his fighting one systems. Two. Yeah, he gave him the one two, the hot one. And, uh, is Kane, he seeing anybody? He is. I'm telling you, you got to take their cell phone and take photos and send it to their friends right after. Yeah, be, that would be something. <laughs> Look what happened to me, guys. You could open it up, just scan his face, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just scared. Oh damn it! His eyes are rolled back in his head. Yeah, well, whatever. He's just dumb. He's just dumb. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Look what happened to me after I kicked a homeless guy. Oh. What a piece of shit, though. That's good. Uh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> one two knocked him out. Yeah, nice. Serve that guy up. Some people need to get taught lessons. You know, like, you get away. He, he probably shit woke like up that. and he was like, "What the fuck happened to me?" <laughs> I used to watch Ultimate Fighter a lot when it was on uh, Spike. Right. And there was one of the fights, man. This guy got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> and he, they wake him up and he's all, what happened? And they're like, you're in a fight. And he's all, did I win? <laughs> <laughs> did I win? No. That's like you me, have to ask. That's like me after St. Patrick's Day. I'm pretty, fr- pretty sure I got in a fight with somebody over tacos. Bro- woke up with broken ribs, but I had the tacos still. So, so the tacos. Still had them. Yeah, I yeah. won. Hey, uh, that's one thing. You can't fuck with somebody's tacos. <laughs> you that's can't. A, you can't, man. That's you a serious can't. thing. No, 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 no. Especially this state, yeah. Yeah. We take Especially our fucking tacos this girl. <laughs> Especially this girl. I eat mostly no <laughs> carbs during the week because yeah. I'm trying to lose weight. If you fuck with my tacos on my carb day, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. Straight up. That's awesome. I'm not a good fighter, but I will fight you. <laughs> All's fair. Right. All's fair. <laughs> Biting, punching, <laughs> kidney blasts. All's fair in carbs and more. <laughs> all's fair in tacos, man. Yeah, all's right? fair in tacos. Yeah. Like, if yeah. I spend all week not eating carbs and then I get to eat tacos, don't fuck with yeah. me. 
Oh, so carbs and tacos? Yeah. Tortillas. Yes. Yeah. Tortillas. Not, not as bad when you eat. It depends on which tortillas you eat. Yeah, the yeah. corn the corn is bad as the flour. I also had carne asada fries from last call in there. Ugh. All right. Oh. That's what really uh, went yeah. down. That was a do it. <laughs> like, yeah, carne asada fries. Ooh, carne asada fries. If I have those in my hand and somebody tries to fight yeah. me, you're going down. You, you want to know what happened to me today? What happened to so you today? So I am a... Life for Life, Por Vida, uh, Vida, club member at Dialogue Brewing. Right. You know, right now they're doing like a, I, this is, I'm not, you know, they didn't ask me to do this. I'm not, they're not paying me to do this. So they have, they, they're selling their, their lifelong memberships for 50 bucks till the end of the month. What? Yep. So you get a dollar off every beer after you buy the card. Wow. So today they did a members only private barbecue. Ooh. And they did a I matanza. Saw your oh. They did a full pig. I mean, I saw it. Ugh. I saw the pig. They brought him out. If, if people don't know what a matanza is, a matanza Ugh. is where they bury a pig and they cook it for like 12 hours. And, you know, some ungodly. Apparently, they, they, they didn't cook it underground, but they, they cooked it in their, their smoker. And they got to dialogue last night at midnight and they camped out while, they, while it cooked. And they brought it out this, this, today. Like they, they throw the pig on there, and I, they were just cutting uh, meat slice them right off, off the pig. Oh man, delicious! And that's oh, and, and I didn't pay for like that was free. Wow. What? That was for being a member there. I was like, uh, I was like, yes, right, Matanza. So dialogue brewing, man. That's the place. It was good. <laughs> had a little beans. Had a little coleslaw. He's I like, he's like, I'm training. Plate. Shut the fuck up. I saw your plate. It was good. <laughs> it was nice. Yeah. Um, so when you train, how serious is your diet? Um, now my diet has changed like pretty completely after that whole space invaders thing with the parasites. Um, my diet, it's more of an intermittent fast now. So I'll eat from 12 to eight and then the rest is, uh, just probably a water fast. And does your wife participate in this diet with you? Yes. She says yes. She does participate. Everybody should give it up for your wife because yeah. that's support. And yeah, I know. She I mean, very she supportive. sold the house, like, but bought an <laughs> I RV. Know, right? I think she's, she sounds like a pretty. She sounds amazing. She sounds is like amazing. Because my oh, best yeah. friend was the one who told me, like, oh, if you want to be serious about your weight loss, like, you have to, you know, whatever. She's helping me with it, but she'll eat, like, tortillas right in front of me. What an asshole. Asshole. That makes right? it a lot harder. It's so hard. <laughs> yeah, I'd say she's a keeper. She's like, she watches she's you get amazing. punched in the face. And records it. Yes. And records it. Like, lived in an RV with you. Yes. That's a face she has to, like, look at during sex. Yeah, it's right. Like busted <laughs> and up, she you know? just deals with it. <laughs> what a trooper. I try not to come back too busted up, so. Yeah. <laughs> Coming back with eyes all right. right. You don't want to be too busted up for her. Right. Is there, is, do you guys have any kind of ritual before the show that you guys do that, you know, Smoke like, a blunt. Good luck, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Usually, usually nice. smoke. She doesn't go, come back to me. One piece. <laughs> I love you. Go out there, kill him, and come back for a Rip burger. Rip his throat out. Yeah. come back for a burger. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So what, what's your favorite martial art film besides the Tony Jai? Oh, man. Where you're just like, dude. The raid was pretty good. I like that one a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, besides the man, uh, let me think. Oh, Ip Man. Yeah. Who's so? 
Is, is Tony... I haven't watched any of those. Are those really good? Yeah, those yeah. are really good. I really I, enjoyed those. I, I grew up watching the 80s and the 90s, like martial arts films. Um, you know, you had the Seagal, you had the Van Damme, yeah. you had the... Who else was in that? Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. Um, who, I guess, now trains in Brazilian jiu-jitsu now. Yeah. Like, Chuck Norris don't give a fuck. Like, he, he really... You know, <laughs> Um, <laughs> I remember. Do you up. remember Jeff Speakman? You ever heard of that guy? Is he that was like he Super was, Kick. He was like, no, he was uh, the Perfect Weapon. That movie, like he was. Oh. You know, we were talking about that at work the other day. He was like Kinpo karate. You know, I think yeah, I know what you're talking about. He started in another '80s film. It was called mm-hmm. Jim Cotta. And it was I like he could have been in that, yeah. It was kind of like I remember Jim Cotta. Yeah, it was like uh, yeah. he was doing aerobics but kicking ass. That wasn't him. No, no, no. He was he was a, he had brown hair. But I remember that guy. He was like, yeah, it wasn't aerobics. It was gymnastics. Okay, that's a, oh yeah. the gymnastics, Marshall. Oh yeah, because yeah. remember, like he was like doing the pommel horse while kicking yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Like they were trying to attack him, and he's like choo choo, like which would never happen. <laughs> like you would just watch the guy pommel horse, and you'd be like, are you done? Right, wait are for me to get tired. You know, when the fuck's this happening? But it was the eighties. It was different time we lost all that well i mean even even van damme's first movie was like well the first one i ever saw that he was in he was a villain he was no retreat no surrender he was like the villain in that and that was like a very like the kid was like he trained with like bruce lee's ghost you know it's ridiculous <laughs> shit you know um God, I can't <laughs> yeah it's just so terrible it's so terrible uh, that's the thing about the martial arts film they're either just really terrible or you know or great i mean right but you know, or movies that you come back to like twenty years later, and you're just like, "Wow, right. yeah." <laughs> Bloodsport, though, I would say is pretty good. Oh yeah, Bloodsport, <laughs> like that one, uh, Kickboxer, uh, mm. an American Kickboxer was good. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, can I say what my favorite? Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, Karate Kid. The Karate Kid. The, the, which which Karate Kid though? <laughs> the very first one. The original, very first original one. one. Have you guys seen the YouTube? Cobra Kai series. Yes. yes. I haven't. Fucking amazing. Yeah? Amazing. amazing. You need to watch it. I cannot say it's enough about so how great it is. good. If it wasn't written by... It was clearly not written by the original people. It was written by a super fan of the original movies. And like they go in guy, depth, huh? This guy was like, you know what I don't like about those Karate Kid movies? is <laughs> They're not fleshed out enough. Right. And that series is fleshed, fleshed. out. So th- it gets to the point where you're like, you you know Johnny was the villain in the first movie, and I mean it's been out enough. You know, he, he, in in now he's the hero of this show. Wow, in mm-hmm. a way, and I I can't ruin it for you, but they really go into like just the bully mentality, and it's amazing. He's still not the hero. Yeah. But he kind of is, because you're kind of like... Rooting for him, huh? A little bit, but then you kind yeah. of still see the bullshit and all the fucked up... Yep. Like, how how it got... They show how he became that piece of shit villain in wow. the original movie. It's, and it, it's, it's, it's... I'm going to have to check it out. I'm going to have to check it out. YouTube red, yes. right? Like YouTube Red. It was worth it. watch it. Yeah. It was worth it It's like that. 10 episodes, yeah. 22 minutes a piece. So good. And so... Awesome, and in the way they set up the the season two, it, you're like, fuck. <laughs> like, I have you know, YouTube read just for that. Awesome. Really. That's the reason I got it. Right? Yeah, me Free too. Trial. And now I'm stuck yeah. <laughs> because I love it too much. I didn't even pay for it. Oh Free man, trial. me and my friend burned through it together in one man, night. No, man, so I'll have to good. check that out. That it's sounds awesome. So, so good. good. 
and you think it's going to be cheesy. There's and it's, it's and not. It, it's it's filmed well. Yeah. It's you know, and and there's some really good twists in it, and you're like, what the fuck, you know? It's so good. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I need to find Worth a new it. show to watch. I've, that's the uh, one. Watch it. It's so good. I'm sure you could probably find it somewhere that's Although, not Although, have you, have you also watched Glow? Yes. Glow. Oh, yes. Glow. Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. Ah, uh, the Mark, uh, Mark Maron show, right? Yes, yes. Mark Maron. Absolutely. I have not. You need that. to watch Mark that. <laughs> Don't call it the Mark Maron show. So... I, it's I, so good, though. I watched Glow when it was on TV originally. See? So did I. Yeah. So if you watch the documentary and it's then great. you watch the TV yep. show, it you. changes. Yeah. I don't know. Don't leave you so it, there was actual. There were actual women. <laughs> yes. There were, first of all, there was one. There was one woman for sure. Yes. That left there and became a WWE wrestler. She yes. wrestled for many years. Ivory. Uh, so it, that was kind of cool that she left that because it was kind of. It, the, the the TV show Glow yes. makes it seem like they were better trained than they were, and they were not. trained They were before. not trained at all. No. Yeah. yeah. If you watch a documentary, you yeah. have to watch a documentary on Netflix, good. Yeah. and then watch the Netflix series. I just remember when I was a kid, I'd come home and I'd watch it, and it was just <laughs> so campy. So you actually watched the Glow? Yeah. Glow. No, when I was a okay. kid, I, I'm so a I'm a lifelong wrestling fan. So did yeah. you? Yeah. I never watched this. Yeah, because they had like the farmer's daughter. They had it. the evil Russian lady who had blonde hair in that <laughs> one. And they gave her brown hair in this one. Yeah. Um, and then there was the the little, Hawaiian, the Samoan lady. Yep. And then there was the two. There was the two women who like were the old ladies. They were like mm-hmm. two old ladies. That was their character. In, in, in the area that I lived in. Yeah. Um, glow came up. Right after Kids yeah. in the Hall. Yeah. Oh, ooh, Kids in the yeah. Hall. Uh. Yes. Oh, that's right? amazing. Yeah. That's like an that, amazing. Yeah. In the middle of the night. Sure, sure, yeah. Well, for me, it came on like in the afternoons. Like I'd watch Voltron and it then it came on. It came on in yeah. the afternoon. Voltron. Yeah, it was Kids in the Hall and then Glow. Yeah. Is what oh, I, wow. Because for me, Kids in the Hall it. was HBO, yeah. <laughs> then they put it on regular TV and edited it, and I was like... <laughs> No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you ruined this. You've lost me. Thank you. Uh, that's great. What about your uh, your favorite martial arts flick? My favorite uh, martial arts movie of all time. This is going to be tough, man. Uh, hmm. God, I don't know. That's that's too hard to tell. I mean, Bloodsport's got to be up there. Also, uh, Lionheart. Yeah. I'm not. A, and, and Van Damme's a terrible human Ooh. being. <laughs> let's let's be honest. But right. both of those films are really they were they were great when I was a kid, you know. Um, the American Ninja movies, oh, right. films, they, those were great, but they aren't because you see them now, and you're like, yikes! I was a I big fan too of the um, the House of the Flying Guillotines. Yeah, like whole series. You, I've seen this. So. <laughs> Is that the one? That's the one where he throws it. Yeah. The yes. So I've seen this. If you've never seen this movie, it's called The House of Flying Guillotine, and it is a terribly produced. I mean, the, the production's not great, but it's like 70s, you know. But it's, it's when you watch it, everything now is based off of that movie. Like Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat. Yes. Um, like you can just sit there and, like, you're like, holy shit, that's the character from. Like, you just right. watch, and you're like, Wow, everybody just steals from this movie. And it's like everything everything got stolen from it. But no one knows that movie. 
You know, and right, it's like it's right. got this little old man who decides he wants to destroy this. I own that movie. You own that movie, yeah. Uh, what does he yes. want? To, he, he wants to. Uh, I, don't, yes. I can't remember. He's yes. trying to kill off. I can't remember. He's trying to kill. You were trying to get rid of my VHS I know, movies. I know. And he, has, he has this weird, like, hat thing that has blades inside of it, and, he, and it's on a it's on a, a chain, chain yeah. and he like throws it, and it lands on their head, and he just rips their head off. Yeah, that yeah. Was... It's it's something else. But li- like while you're watching it, though, you can the the people walk up, and you're like, well, that's that's. A Street Fighter character. That's a Mortal Kombat character, and you're like, "What's well, from the set? Wait, wait, what the fuck?" Right? <laughs> the costumes you know? are from that. Like Dal Sim. Dal Sim is ripped right out of that movie because there's the Indian guy that has the arms that extend right. and the legs that extend, and you're like, well, "I've never seen that before, except for Street Fighter." What the fuck? So weird. That's a good one. No, yeah, that is definitely good. Like, but and it's not. It's not like you watch it and it's not. It's campy, right? It's very campy, but it's good. I love campy movies. I used, yeah, I used to watch uh, Kung Fu Theater whenever I was a kid on USA Network on Sunday mornings. Man, you know, I remember that? Oh yeah. <laughs> so that was always you know that was always a big thing for me. Because you're a kid, you're just like hell yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what would be my. I, mean, I don't know, man. I got to think Bloodsport's got to be the number one. You know, because it, it was just such a good film. Yeah, Bloodsport was awesome. Fist of Legend. Fist of Legend. Okay. Jet Li, Fist of Legend, okay. remake of the Bruce Jet, Lee. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That's a great film. It's a it's a remake of uh, the Big Boss or uh, Chinese Connection, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's <laughs> where they're like, th- that's why I was making fun of like I was like you have to go to their dojo and tear oh, up their yeah, sign because yeah. he's all, <laughs> he's all sick, man, <laughs> sick man of Asia because like, like, he, like he, they take a sign like that was I was that was funny like if you ever watch those Bruce Lee films you watch Chinese Connection and the, the hype man for the evil dojo shows up <laughs> and he brings him a sign and it says in, in, in Japanese sick man of Asia which I guess was an like insult. Right. Yeah. Sick man of Asia. I just remember the dubbing. It was like so terrible. And then Bruce Lee takes a sign and he's all, and he snaps it in half, you know? I mean, you know, Enter the Dragon is amazing. Oh, I mean, man. Was, eating Bruce Lee yeah, that, was amazing. He was just, you know, it's funny that like Bruce Lee died in the 70s and he still to this day is like still a you know, huge mythical icon in the yeah. martial arts. Like, yeah, he's. Well, he created his own, his own martial arts style. Yeah, because he was like one of the first ones that was like, most of this shit is worthless. It's yeah. like the you know the the pageantry and all that is worthless. He's like, if you're really gonna fight somebody, this is how you you know this is how you're gonna want to fight, you know. And that, a lot of people were like afraid to do things like that in that time where they were like, no, this is tradition and da 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 da. And he was like, no, it's a waste of time. It's not practical. It's yeah. not practical. And so that's wow. where the Jeet Kune Do came in, and he like took all the different you know and then the movie what was the movie called game of death where oh, he, man. Where the actual movie game of death is a political it's a political martial arts film where he's like fighting through this like building and on every level like he actually wore the yellow jumpsuit because it's neutral and it shows no priority to any martial arts right and then on every level he's fighting a different martial artist from a different discipline it was actually written for Political purposes where he was like my, coming through all my way is better than, yeah my way is better than all yeah wow like, damn you know and then you know he died halfway through so right so yeah, they finished it without him wow so but what do you think of uh, your favorite campy like 
um, martial arts flick. Like, ooh, uh, have you seen ooh, Ricky O? Ricky O is amazing. <laughs> right. If okay. you've never seen Ricky O, you have to see it. Like, they like punch in and rip the guts <laughs> out. You know? and, like, oh. Okay. 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 The Daily Show. The Daily Show's <laughs> intro. It was. Ricky it O. It was the Daily Show's no, intro. No, no, no. When he like crushes the guy's head with his hand. <laughs> yeah. So my favorite campy movie of all time, but I don't know if it's like campy martial arts, but there's a movie called Turbo Kid. Oh that yeah, was it was on a bicycle or on a motorcycle, will, motorcycle. Yeah, no, it's a bicycle. I will anytime anybody brings up campy movies, I will bring this movie up because I am so in love with this movie. <laughs> Turbo Kid. Are we out of the? It's not really like a martial arts movie. That, that movie was. Awesome. Thank you. Turbo Kid. We're I, best I friends I really enjoyed now. that. No. That's how this... Because nice. some people I have told to watch it are like, this movie's terrible. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's, no. It's, it pays homage yeah. to a lot of things. Have you seen uh, Chinese Connection? Yeah. I'm sorry, Chinese Connection. Uh, mm. Miami Connection. Miami. No. Oh, what haven't? is Miami Connection? Yeah, I haven't seen Miami so, Connection. Uh, well, we'll uh, we, we're at the end, so we'll, we'll end with this. <laughs> so Miami Connection... This guy who was a Taekwondo master in the 80s. I'm not telling you the story. I'm telling you this guy's story. This is really what happened. So he was like a Taekwondo master, and he decided he wanted to be an action star. So he somehow got like the three or four million dollars together to make a movie. And it's called Miami Connection, and it takes place in Orlando, because that makes sense. (laughs) And it's about a Taekwondo teacher and his students that go to the University of Orlando and are also a rock and roll band by night. And they all play guitars. And they all play guitars. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm not making this shit up. Wait, so, they're in the no. same band and they all play guitars? And if we have to watch this together, I'll, te- I'll watch this movie because yes. it is... I'm, it is. It is. I'm down. Miami so, connection. So, it, so, it, oh, it, so they put it out and it did poorly and whatever. Didn't, you know, failed. So then the Alamo Draft House somehow, some way, finds this movie. And they're like, oh, my God, this is gold. And they bought the rights to it, and they own it now. And they show it monthly in, in Austin at the Alamo Draft House, and it sells out every time. It's sort of amazing. What? It's pretty amazing in, in, in not a good way. In <laughs> not a good way. And um, it's one of those ones where you sit with your friends and you drink and you just like laugh and fucking oh, make awesome. burn on, you know and uh it's got ninjas and they they they, they wrote songs for the movie <laughs> friendship loyalty friends for always will always be <laughs> wow can that we sounds just watch awesome. this yes and uh it, like one of the scenes is like they're they're, they're the the they replaced this band at a nightclub and the band that got replaced you know, they they match up with the ninjas that are trying to kill them as well. <laughs> so the the band is like standing out in the street with like weapons ready to like you know bully the band because they took them over and they're the band is all sitting in a convertible and they walk over and they're all they're all so you're the band that replaced us you know <laughs> and so they pour beer on the head of the driver right all of a sudden you can tell they're gonna they're about to go pour beer on the the passenger. And he like leans in to get the beer poured on. <laughs> you know, he like he like leans in. And he's like, hey, you know, <laughs> like just like that. And he's just like, <laughs> oh. it's bad. And then like you know how like in every martial arts film, 
there's like that one move that if they could master that one move, it would win the fight. Everything. And, uh, his is, he takes his foot and grabs people by the nose. <laughs> what? <laughs> With his foot? Yes. What? Yes. He's, he's not making it up. I what? think I've seen uh, that actual this highlight. Is a thing? Like, yes. Wait, wait. So yes. he grabs people by the nose with his foot? Yes. Gross. I don't like it. Yeah. That and would take how, me down know. right away. <laughs> but that's how Taekwondo is. But you gotta see it. So Miami Connection, which takes oh. place Miami in Orlando. No, oh, thanks for that recommendation. I I, yeah. That's, I'm sure. Just after, I'm, the, I'll after bring the show, we'll watch the we'll watch the trailer. Just so you can know how. No, we're gonna. I'm gonna. Wa- I'm gonna watch this with my team. We're gonna go back to the gym one of these days and put that on, and we're gonna crack up. And you'll wonder how you can have a band that has five lead guitarists. <laughs> right, that's that's impressive. Five lead In, uh, guitarists. The, the greatest line of all time. My Good. father. My father. <laughs> I found my father. <sighs> it's so bad. I want to thank uh, you for being on the show. Uh, thank Mateo you guys for having me. Cordonero. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're, it's you're, a pleasure you're, to be you're here. You're our favorite fighter. Yes. Oh, thank yeah. you guys. Our favorite. You guys are my favorite New Mexico podcast. We're gonna we're Aww. gonna we're gonna follow up and make sure we'll see what happens. We're gonna try to I'm gonna try to watch that fight if I can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I can figure out a way to do that. I don't know how I'll send you the information okay. I got uh, once I find I like out about it, it yeah. I'll send it yeah, to you. Yeah, I would love to watch that. Yeah. So I mean we wish you luck. Thank you. That's gonna be pretty sweet. Thank you for coming. Yeah. Um, can people? Is there like places where you want people to like follow you on Facebook and whatnot? Um, yeah, you can follow me on uh, Facebook at um, Matthew Alexander Cordonero. Um, it'll come up as Mateo El Problemo. <laughs> <laughs> so, I love it. so you'll see it right under there, or you can follow me on uh, Instagram. It'll be Mateo underscore um, El Problemo E L P. R O B L E M O 155. Nice. And uh, yeah, that's the only um, social media outlets I have at the moment. Nice. That's fine. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, let's follow his career, see how it goes. Um, and Holly, you have a show coming up? I do. Um, October 5th through 7th, I will be opening for Jen Cober uh, for the Comedy Vault at the Hyatt Regency. You can buy tickets now. Um, I believe at ComedyVault.com. Hopefully that's not wrong. Yeah. Um, it's called the Comedy Vault. Albuquerque. It's called the Comedy Vault. Um, that's the biggest the biggest booking I've ever gotten. So nice. please come out. Five shows over three nights. It's going to be the best comedy I've ever performed. And Jen Cobra is pretty amazing. So, nice. Whoop, yeah. whoop. Whoop, whoop. James, anything? Watch Midnight Texas. Uh, yes, please uh, watch and support Midnight Texas. Because so James can have a job. So I can have a job. <laughs> so yes, James thank you. And uh, we're on uh, tenderingminimum.com. We are live most Sundays from 6 to 8 p.m. on facebook.com forward slash 10 drink. Billy's out of town. Hi, Billy. Hi, Billy. We, we you. love you. We miss you. Yeah. And with that, we, we are, are 10, 10 drink, drink minimum. minimum.